This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's ODB, Our Lifestyle podcast. And we want to remind you that Bayou Showdown is going down later this year in Slidell, Louisiana at the Harbor Center. That's 100 Harbor Center Boulevard, again, in Slidell, Louisiana. Bayou Showdown is November 20th and 21st. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving, so get on out and support the scene, including Custom Car Show Productions in conjunction with Mr. Sean Randall. Bayou Showdown, November 20th and 21st, Slidell, Louisiana. Check that hashtag, Bayou Showdown, or Facebook, Bayou Showdown, for more information. Yo, 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 it's our Lifestyle Podcast, also known as OLP. want to thank you guys for coming back and rocking with us and want to give a huge shout out to Mini Truck Showdown. Corey and team, you recently heard, they're on board with the Minis on the Rise movement. And I uh, just want to say, hey, go out there and search Mini Truck Showdown on Facebook and Instagram. You heard it first here. It's going down next year in Las Vegas. We're going to talk so much more about it. But remember, the dates are June 3rd through June 5th, 2022 in Las Vegas. But before we get started, we got Miggity Mike the Mayor. Somehow he got the dial-in information. If it's Dizzy from the Spark Show, I might have to come off the top ropes and wrestle him to the ground. Dude, it's so funny you mentioned Dizzy and the Spark Show because I just got some high-class information today from the Spark Show going down August 13th through the 14th, 2022. Guys, just pay attention because, man, this is some top-notch shit coming out for the Spark Show in 2022. But, Jay, two weeks in a row, baby. Hey, I am out here gallivanting around. Um, I'm just in my truck on my way home this time. Hey, you're multitasking. We'll definitely give you a tick mark for your binder uh, we're getting ready to ask Mike the a trivia question uh, oh, we, that we started last week. It's a two-parter, so you have an opportunity, like kind of a bonus. But we want to just give a quick overview of this show or this episode. You know, we're having a good time right now. We are going to have a tribute episode to our friend that we lost, Ernie Macias. We had Ernie on five years ago this week, and... Um, Man, it was back in 2016. I think it was September 28th is when it posted. Rest in peace. We've talked a lot about the legacy that he's left behind. We'll hear from some of his friends. And we'll have a special tribute where we'll do a reprise of the audio from episode 21. And that will feature Ernie Macias. Rest in peace. If all goes well, we'll have uh, Grinder TV. We'll have um, Brian speak a little bit. We're going to try to link up with Steve Wilk and potentially Johnny O as well to talk a little bit about their friend. This episode overview is brought to you by Graphics Mafia. We've told you time and time again, if you need a little bit of artwork, you need a wrap on your vehicle, you need stickers, maybe even some printed uh, flyers, reach out to Graphics Mafia. It's G-R-A-P-H-I-X Mafia.com. Just know people like DJ Mays, the big homie from Twitch, DJ Mays Radio, he uses them. 
many others in the scene do as well. It's Graphics Mafia. But Mike, dude, man, we got to jump in this with, with this one, man. I mean, dude, I've been itching all week to ask you this trivia question. And last week you did good, Mike. It was a tick mark in your binder. And the way I want to do this, Mike, is you. I think you're about up to nine tick marks right now. If you if your tick marks hit zero on the Richter scale, then that's when we pull the plug and we and we just shut down OLP like a circuit breaker. You know what I mean? So like, I just want you to know from here on out, everything's hinging on you. Okay, so question for you. Am I able to, because our boy Tickmark reached out to me, and he said, hey, if you ever need to borrow some of my Tickmarks, because I have so many of them, he's willing to give me some. Is that allowed? I, dude, let me get back to you next week. We've got the rule book over here. It's about 200 pages, the OLP rule book. I just want to okay. go through it. I mean, I want to make sure that this is kind of a sanctioned deal. You know what I mean? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Now, this is a two-part question, and I hope that everyone can get this. Episode 255, Johnny alive. Miggity Mike the Mayor was alive, dude. I mean, you came back strong on that one. I didn't think you were going to get short circuit. You got the Johnny 5 deal, but great job last week, Mike. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now, this one's a two-parter. The first part is this. What TV show is this? you got to wait till I read the whole thing. This TV show featuring the opening line of... In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade in the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire these guys. Okay? Okay, am I allowed to answer now, yes, or do yes, I have yes. to keep waiting? Sorry, that end, That uh, was I the was end. Just, okay, I was just making sure, because you were very, very, I'm, I'm delaying here, because I'm not sure if I know the answer or not, so I'm trying to delay. I think it's, I think it was the hit TV show, the, you know, MASH, you know, the MASH unit, but that's not going to be my final answer. Um, am I allowed to, like, you know, phone a friend on this one? <laughs> no, we, I mean, we got no time for that, Mike. All right, well, I'm delaying, but... I'm going to go ahead and say my final answer is the AAA team and that awesome-ass band that they had. Yeah, my God, it, dude. He's saving OLP one answer at a time. Now, here's the bonus piece, right? Are you able oh, to shit. name any variation of their names, the, the four main characters? Now, it doesn't have to be the full name. It could be kind of the, the main name as we know them all. Like, let's just see maybe if you know one. I mean, you probably know at least one. Okay, well, Hannibal was one of them. Yeah, Hannibal, John Hannibal okay. Smith. Okay, and obviously, you know, Mr. T, you know, he pities the fool. Right, but see, that was his real name. He also went by, you know, his... his... Oh, B.A. Baracus. Yes, B.A. So B.A., Bad Attitude, or Baracus, B.A. Baracus, yes. Okay, now, dude, I can picture the goofy-ass-looking <laughs> one, uh, you know. I can't remember his damn name. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> But hey, I got two, okay, yeah, yeah. and that's pretty. That's pretty damn good. Ding, ding, ding. Good job. You had Lieutenant Templeton Peck, aka Face or Face Man, and then Captain oh, Face. How the fuck Cap- I forget Face? <laughs> Captain H M. Howling Mad Murdoch. He was the lunatic. All so, right. That was the that was the the, the goofy one. That, that's that's who I was referring to. Okay. All right. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully. Benjamin Smith is proud of me, even though he's a trophy chaser and he never reached back out to me. I might, I might have upset him, 
after calling him a trophy chaser. Hopefully he's proud of me that I got that one right. No doubt. We love his S10. Now, the new segment, Trivia with Miggity Mike the Mayor, is brought to you by All Time Low Magazine. You can go out and visit atlmagazine.com and buy individual issues. They have an amazing binding, great quality pages, and they are folks that are a part of the scene. For us, by us, right? That whole philosophy, I know in the next issue that they're working on, there is going to be a tribute to Ernie Macias, which will also do our tribute on this episode. But hit up atlmagazine.com. You can subscribe. It's bi-monthly, six issues per year. So, Mike, I know you're tight on time tonight. We're going to go through a couple things, and then we'll cut away. But I want to say this, dude, um, the scene updates. I don't know if you saw this, dude, but we lost another person in our scene. Uh, We had recorded, based upon what we recorded last week, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. But our condolences go out to the No Regrets family again. You know, we're paying a a tribute to Ernie with some of Ernie's audio on this episode But, dude, there was a guy named Big Mike, and a lot of the NR guys and ladies had posted that up. And, Mike, dude, you know, we always talk about how life can be so quick. But, um, you know, rest in peace to Big Mike, man. A lot of people knew him. I didn't personally know him, but a lot of people did, and uh, it's just a sad thing, man. And it's always a sad thing, and, um, you know, when something like that happens and, um, yeah, I seen it and obviously it was too late after, you know, to talk about it last week because we had already recorded. And, you know, like you said, our thoughts and our prayers go out to um, him, his, uh, you know, his family and all his friends. And of course, the NR, and, you know, the No Regrets family. Yeah. And uh, I know NR Crucial, he had posted it up. Anthony Gonzalez, NR uh, Crucial, a lot of those NR uh, kinfolk, of course, they've got NR in their name uh, for No Regrets. And he had posted on September 16th and, and put the sad face. Rest in peace, brother. RIP Big Mike. No regrets. CC as Ernie always hashtagged. Uh, you can tap on RIP Big Mike and look at some of the latest posts uh, to see some of those. But, uh, of course, uh, there's probably going to be some other folks in, in that hashtag as well. But, you know, rest in peace, man. It's it, it's We're losing far too many. Uh, as I said recently, just try to – do whatever you can to take care of yourself, whether that be health-wise or preventive maintenance, as I call it. I'm getting ready to go back uh, and kind of reestablish myself with the doctor here in October. So, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can. Of course, I can't, you know, Mike, we can't control everything, but uh, let's just do what we can, folks. Oh, absolutely. Now, Mike, um, from a digital standpoint, kind of underneath the scene updates, I know street trucks dropped their new print issue, and that's delivering now. And there is that connection to the West Coast. So uh, we'll talk more about this uh, issue. It's a really good one. And then, Mike, they also revealed the new cover. And what was so awesome is when I was in Woodland, California, we, uh, we uh, Solomon, shot the cover. I was there. So I'm going to have some cool behind the scenes. I had a feeling, Mike, I knew what truck it was. It has been on a cover in the past. And... I had a feeling it was going to go on the cover, and Street Trucks put it on the new uh, on StreetTrucksBag.com, and I tell you, Mike, it looks fire, bro. Well, usually everything they put on the cover is fire; otherwise, they wouldn't be putting it on the cover. But you know, some you like more than others. I I, I can go with that. 
yeah, it's going to be awesome. Go to streettrucksmag.com if you want to see it. This is a very, very cool cover. It's November 2021. Check it out. Uh, let's see if, if anybody can remember what truck it was, okay? There's a few of these vehicles that kind of float around that have been on covers, but let's see. I'll get a thread going in Airhead Nation Facebook group, and we'll see if anyone can hone in on which truck it was. A uh, mini garage, Mike. I know from a digital standpoint, I talked to Jeff the other day. Jizz F. Uh, he posted a new video, and Mike, get this one. It's called Bush's Project Save. So I don't know how you know, how filthy that sounds, but it's a good one, man. It's, it's a good episode to watch on, on my, a mini garage, but that's only on YouTube. Well, I prefer a trim bushes. So hopefully it's a trim bush. Um, and you know, I don't like bush beer, um, but I do like bush, bush egg beans. And then, you know, the, the beans don't burn on the kitchen or whatever, you know, the Jeffersons, you were moving on up one time, weren't you? Oh, no, no, no. Believe me, I've, I'm a, I'm a way up compared to where I used to be. <laughs> yeah, you used to live out in Why Mama, didn't you? Not, not that there's anything out wrong with Why Mama, but you told me like you were kind of out in the sticks, dude. Like You literally were living, what, a couple years in a teepee, was it? Uh, well, necessarily it wasn't a teepee, but it was a trailer, but yeah, close enough. Yeah, okay, okay. No knock on anybody that lives in a trailer. Yep, no doubt. I know because I posted a trailer the other day, and I actually said that I wouldn't mind living in it. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was um, Victor Mendez Jr., and he took an old Suburban and made it a whole trailer. I said, man, I told I told Ben Smith and some of these guys, I said, you could live in that thing, dude. You know what I'm saying? Coast to coast. You know, People like the small houses. This is a small trailer. Hardcore Garage, they posted another video, so thanks for the shout-out that they continue to, you know, to, to show love to us. Uh, and liking our videos and things like that. I got to finish it. I started it, and I had a couple things going on, so I added it to my watch later, and I'll be able to finish it on the Apple TV. And Mike, from a print, I did mention new street trucks. It did arrive, so I'll be talking about that. And those are some of the scene updates. Now, Mike, I know you're tight on time this week. I'm so glad that we got the trivia question in, dude, because I, 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 I was going to feel bad leaving a cliffhanger from last week you know, to this week, so at least we got that now. I'm going to give, you know, Airhead Nation's going to give you permission to to continue the gallivanting already in progress. You remember they used to do that, like, on the soap operas? You, you know, we're going to, or they cut away to the, the the breaking news, and they'd say, we're going to continue the program already in progress. You know what I'm saying? So, like, can I continue now? Hey, Jay, I'm sorry I never watched soap operas. And, Dizzy, if you're listening, there's perfect ammunition right there. You always <laughs> ask me about we got to post up something for ODB. Well, there you go. As the world turns, you know, one life to live, whatever the hell all those things are This called. guy's never watched one, and, he, and he's naming them. I don't even you know, know those. Young, young, in the, young in the ODB restless, something like that. Dude, I I've mean, never even on. heard of this stuff, dude. Bro, you're sitting there talking about soap operas, and, hey, remember when it used to break away and now it comes back? Well, there you go. Well, dude, come on. Hey, before I do get out of here, I just want to give a shout-out to all the guys um, that, that's in the Airhead Nation Fantasy Football League. And oh. I just want everybody to know, just want everybody to know, the mayor is now sitting at the very bottom, 0-3. Now, I want you guys to remember that. I'm 0-3 right now. I have not won a freaking game, okay? I just lost a good old hammered Ron uh, this past weekend. And, yeah. uh, um, you hey, know, text me, dude, yeah. because you don't have a hair on your ass if you don't do – a ladder match straight off the top of the ladder, three backflips, 
and take Mike out, dude, with the people's elbow. And I said, dude, I'm doing it. But you just did it to yourself. Hey, hey, I, I, I got to speak the truth, homie. I'm here to speak the truth. <laughs> I, and I want everybody to know that, you know, the third week going into the fourth week, I'm 0-3. But that's okay because I'm coming back and winning this damn thing. And, yes, the mouth of the, of the, of the West Coast, and I'm talking about Brad, our boy Big Brown over there, is 3-0 right now sitting on the top. But don't worry, Brad. We're coming after you, brother. It won't last like your thing says, all luck, no skill, uh, Brad. And it's all luck right now, but your luck's about to end. And um, shout out to our boy Glenn over at Custom Scene. He finally uh, suffered his first loss. I hope you enjoyed first place for the first two weeks because that ain't happening no more. And uh, (laughs) got to give a shout out to our boy Goat over at Made of Steel because this guy – for the last two years has been at the very bottom couldn't win a damn game to save his life this guy's already won more than he has the last two years in a row and he's like in fourth place right now but guys it's only the third week you got all these guys freaking out and our poor our poor guy robbie uh williams man this guy he just barely wins games he feels bad when he does win games but you know it's okay robbie don't worry uh he's he's a game up on me and uh, he's only seven points up on me. And so, hey, down here at the bottom doesn't feel so bad, but we'll be at the top here soon. So, guys, thanks again for everybody that's participating in the Airhead Nation Fantasy Football League. ODB, go do your tribute. Um, hats off. Thanks for uh, letting me call in and be a part of it. And, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for all those orders on those metal signs. Um, we, we, are, we, we pretty much sold out of, uh, out of almost all of them. We still got some more up there. Um, and they're all shipped out. So thank you for that. Um, and there will be more coming. And uh, we actually have um, more uh, mini truck metal signs that will be made as well. So just stay tuned to that. And thank you again for, for um, you know, all those orders. Yeah. Listen, last thing before you go, when I asked Goat the other day, I said, what's your favorite football team? I said, do you even watch football? Dude, he's living in the Stone Age. He said the Houston Oilers was his favorite team. And I go, Dude, you do realize like there's not they're not around anymore. So I don't know that he even knows any of the current players. He was talking about Warren Moon was his favorite quarterback, and I was like, dude, I'm just gonna leave it there, Mike. So, well, I don't know. Our boy hammered Ron, which you said earlier, coast to coast. He's on his way coming to our side of the coast right now. So Ron, drive safe when you when you listen to this. Um, you know, we've been texting back and forth. Um, but Ron the other day told me his favorite football team was the St. Louis Cardinals. So, I mean, I think both of them, they, they might be smoking the same thing or something. I don't know what's going on with those guys. But, you know, hey, it's it's all good. All right, Mike. Well, do your thing and just just know you're up to 11 tick marks now. So don't let it hit zero because yeah. if you do, dude, that's like pulling the plug. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, I just want to give a shout-out to Mr. V6 too. You know who you are, homie. We appreciate you, Mike. Be good, bro. And stop gallivanting so much. <laughs> See you, brother. Peace. There you have it, Biggity Mike the Mayor. He dialed in for a special one there. So uh, I'm going to continue this episode and you know, keeping it fresh, right? We're trying to have a little bit of fun. We appreciate everyone that continues to, to rock with us, as I said, uh, as I always say. It's been a good six-year run, and uh, we're just trying to keep things light. There's definitely a lot in the world that uh, is crazy. So we try to bring a little bit of uh, what's the word? 
levity. I always say that word wrong. All right. So I kind of left off there on the print side. So the new street trucks that actually delivered in mail was October. This one is quality Dodge No Details. This Dodge truck, I think this is one they were still called Dodge Rams, right? I know uh, I know Jeremy from RA Florida, he says, don't you dare call it a Dodge Ram because they're Ram trucks now, right? They were kind of rebranded. But with this truck that's on the cover, you may remember it was at Summit Racing in Georgia on the turntable, okay? This truck uh, came from the West Coast, and it is owned by Severed Ties Georgia. The truck has a lot of connections to the West Coast, which I think is freaking awesome. And I think it was great that this is a truck that ended up on the cover. It kind of shows the mix that the team is willing to kind of have there, right, with the different uh, you know OEMs. But Jorge, I think is how you pronounce it, from Severed Georgia, um, he uh, has the cover this month. When Street Trucks posted it, they mentioned that uh, Tucker, so Mach 1 Tuck from Mach 1 Media, he had shot the truck. And then this was Alex's truck from the West Coast, RIP to Alex. Now, I had talked to Kerry Iacino, the godfather out there. Great guy. Love Kerry, dude. I talked to him around the time that this, you know, kind of broke news. And he was saying that when Andy was, or excuse me, when Alex was sick, he started to sell off some of his possessions that he had to kind of help his mom. And this is one of the things. So there's that West Coast connect, but it now resides on the East, right? So I really think that, um, you know, it's pretty cool to see a truck like this that has that heritage from the West. And uh, it goes back to someone that's no longer with us, RIP Alex, again, from the West Coast. So check that issue out. I've been to Publix around here, and I think it's already on newsstands, which I think is great. The main thing I would ask that you guys do, uh, and ladies, uh, please subscribe to the magazine. Uh, this national publication, it's not too much money. You can send the snail mail back, or if you just Google Street Trucks Magazine subscription, it'll take you to Engaged Media's website. Um, same thing, streettrucksmag.com. You can go all the way to the bottom on the phone or you know computer website. And uh, you click on subscribe, and that's engaged um, media mags. Right now, I'm literally looking at it. It's um, $21.95 for 12 issues. It's $37.95 for uh, 24. And then 36 issues, it's only 50 bucks, And that's that's uh, a cover price that's saving you over $200, right? So you save over 80%. But uh, get out there, subscribe. It really helps. We don't want to ever see, not, not that... You know, I think that this is ever going to happen. We just don't want to see Street Trucks Magazine go away. We don't want to see All Time Low Magazine go away. Both in their right minds, they're wonderful publications. One's more homegrown, right? All Time Low. Just as much work is put in there. And then you have the national team, 22 years in the scene, Street Trucks. So uh, give it up. Go out there and subscribe to your favorite magazines. Now, the way we have the scene updates segmented out, we also will cover kind of some of the things we see on Facebook, and I know Mike has been super busy. I know we joke about him all the time gallivanting around. His home watch business is kind of heating up. You can imagine, I did a YouTube video the other day for our Lifestyle Podcast channel, and I kind of hinted during this video that, man, there's like a little bit of fall in the air in Florida. So, you know, you can imagine there's people probably coming back, the snowbirds, this and that. 
So, uh, you know, we're going to give Mike a little bit of a break this weekend. Or this week, rather. One of the saves was Caleb Bishop. He says, since it was posted, I'll post and explain. I I slowed down to not hit the car in front of me, and we stopped waiting on a car to turn left. I took I, I look at my mirror and go, not today, please. Can't pull to the side quickly because I was a car away from uh, hitting someone else. And um, the Jeep Liberty was on her phone going about 50 miles an hour. This truck got crushed. So definitely go out there. If you follow Caleb Bishop on Facebook, uh, show him some love. Man, it sucks. He's got his old square body S10. And uh, that thing, um, you know, t- took a licking in the back there. Uh, David Magotti, want to give him a huge shout out. He says the second wave in the last of the Courtney Tito Hollowell banners that were ordered are headed to the post officer uh, post office. Disclaimer, except for the 14 going to Australia. So those are a little bit tougher. You know, you got to kind of fill out certain paperwork when it goes out of the, the country. These Wyatt Strange banners came in really cool. Um, it wasn't what I anticipated. It's even better. It's very light, kind of like a flag-style material, and I thank him for doing that. The money, the proceeds go to the Courtney Hallowell Foundation. And, of course, uh, for anybody that knows, you know, that Wyatt Strange was kind of really – most of us, when you hear those those two words or that name, rather, together we think of Courtney Hallowell. Of course, there were others that wrote under that name, and, you know, if you know, you know, but – Bottom line is, uh, this is cool because this whole quote is synonymous with Courtney, and uh, we love that. And and those that also wrote under that moniker, um, they understand that, and I think it's pretty awesome. So, uh, great stuff there. Now, I also, in the street trucks that I talked about, I also write about them in this October issue. So, uh, tip of the cap to Sandy and David Magotti for all that they do. Uh, and, as well as partnering with Mrs. Hallowell and others in the scene. So thanks so much, guys, for what you do. The other thing that I thought was cool was this. We've had Red Beard on before, and we talked about his time overseas, and we talked about him being the connect for most of us for the Custom Trucks mag from Japan. Now, we talk a lot about magazines. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about this one, but... All I'm going to say is I was able to pick up and snag four issues from Redbeard, and I so appreciate him doing that. Chuck Healy is such a great guy, uh, H-E-A-L-Y. Reach out to him if you want to ever get in on these. He has a pretty fair price, and he's been very clear. He doesn't really make a dime on it. He kind of just does it for the love to kind of spread the worldwide, you know, just the worldwide you know, distribution, if you will, of what I call truck smut. I love this magazine. And um, I think one of the cool appeals to it is it's something that's not easy to get. You know, these are, you know, you can't just go down to your local public store. They're uh, in in one of these issues, uh, issue 21 I'm looking at, you know, it even shows customtrucksmag.com. It shows their custom rides series. And then, of course, custom trucks mag. I guess because these trucks, we don't really get to see them ever except for online or Instagram. Uh, the quality is so, so amazing, and uh, I'm just thankful that he's able to kind of get these over my way. Uh, there's some trucks in here I know, and uh, there's plenty in here I don't know. So I think it's pretty cool. Truck Masters, like 2018. Uh, even the old show coverage, man. 
So the reason why I say that is I'm also going to go through these. I think I went through one before on our YouTube channel. So check it out. But I'll go through many more. I do not have all of them. I have a lot now, but I do not have them all. Sean Rose says, received some very special things in the mail today. When I say the support is strong, I mean that 100%. And this was pretty cool. Ethan says, I can't wait to take you to, Ma or Ethan, I can't wait to take you to Maggie Valley. It's going to be a time of our lives. And this was uh, the local newspaper, a job weld, W-E-L-D, done, uh, metal workers show, W-B-H-S, students bead rolling. So uh, pretty cool stuff. Love what Sean Rose does. Uh, always spreading the love. Great dude. Uh, you know, he's partnered with some of the best out there, like Jason Bell at Mini Nats. And so many others uh, just love, you know, he was right next to us at Scraping the Coast, one of our favorite shows every June in Biloxi, scrapingthecoast.com for more information there. But I tell you what, truly, truly, truly amazing guy and um, just love, uh, you know, everything that he's doing. Uh, I want to uh, send uh, a little bit of good vibes to Jason F.O.N. Martinez, so Freaks of Nature. He laid down his bike the other day and on September 25th he had posted – he looked pretty beat up, man. It made me sore just looking at those photos, man. Hope you're okay, brother. We always joke about Ben Smith and his Mitsubishi Mighty Max. Okay, we know it's a Mighty Max. Best mini truck at Scrape Fest. I'm over the moon. Hashtag bucket list show. So uh, pretty cool stuff. And I love the awards, by the way. Um, you know, the little nod to uh, the Carolina to the Carolina Tar Heels, love the colors of those awards. So uh, very, very good stuff there. And lastly, uh, four years ago, uh, we I did not share this last week. I did share on the anniversary of Sean's um, passing. Donna Mahaney-Patrick had posted four years ago today, life was normal, stress was about what's for dinner, smiles came easy, love given freely. Hugged and kissed everyone in the house that day. Advice to everyone, you never know when the last day can be with someone you love. Tell the people, uh, tell your people how you feel, make the yummy dessert, laugh and hold their hand, but also think about your spouse if something should happen. Life insurance isn't too pricey, having a will is important. Both of your names on vehicles, houses, bills, that safety net that will make sure your loved ones don't have to worry about living a day or living day to day for a bit can really be a lifesaver. We all think we will live forever. My husband was going uh, to for sure, but a simple accident changed his world, my world, the kids, or his kids, his parents, and thousands of people who talked to him, and he influenced. Seconds. When you're driving, relax. Give people space. Look out for motorcycles, small cars, and hazards. Think. I never thought that could happen to me. No way. Miss you. Sean Mahaney, rest in peace. Man, 9-23-2017, man. White beard, she's got the sticker right there. And, um, you know, I've got one of the little pins. I've worn it to a few shows. And I would encourage you um, to go out there and follow uh, Donna Mahaney-Patrick. You know, her life has changed. Um, she's with Sean Patrick now. And, you know, people, um, you know, lives go on. But it's still tough when we lose someone like a Sean Mahaney that many of us looked up to. So, you know, here we are getting ready to pay tribute to Ernie Macias, who none of us thought would be gone. And here we are, you know, at a loss for words for our friends. All right, so moving ahead, 
uh, key show update. So uh, I would remind you, if you go to ourlifestylepodcast.com, something that we have that's free, uh, whether you're on your phone or the computer, uh, I'm on a Mac, for instance, right now, and if I just type in ourlifestylepodcast.com, on the left side, underneath the drop-down menu, there's going to be cart, about, listen, and then official OLP show calendar. When you go to that link, it's going to pop up and say official OLP show calendar. And then right in the middle of the screen, it's going to say click here to subscribe. Now, based upon how, how iCal works, I can't just text the link. You have to actually click the link and it'll pop up on your phone or your computer. Do you want to allow this page to open calendar? And basically what it does is it's no different than you going out to your favorite football team's website and subscribing to their calendar, right? It's an iCal uh, it works on Android, iPhone, it doesn't matter. And what we're doing is I'm spending my own time to go in there and add shows to the list. Now, we've lightened up here in the beginning. It was kind of shows that wanted to partner with us. For the most part, kind of, you know, a little bit more open now. So what we want to do is we want to create a space where we can have most of the big-time shows, in even local shows. If you've got a show, like, for instance, I'll be honest, Scrape Fest. That just crept up and just blew right past me, right? We didn't even really talk about it. Not even a diss. I love Pebble Pushers. Love what those guys and ladies do. I mean, they're a great group of kinfolk. Some people think that, you know, I can remember everything. I have a great memory. But when it comes to shows, I can rattle a lot of stuff off, but I cannot remember everything. And that's why I did the calendar. Primarily because when I'm going over these show dates, I'm on the Mac. And I can go right to my calendar and pull it up. I can filter on the left side. So right now I've got um, just the OLP show calendar selected. And by doing that, I can go to the month and I can start seeing all these dates and I can scroll right up and down all the way into next year. So uh, I also try to put the website in there. So a hyperlink to the URL website. And oftentimes if there's an Instagram, I'll put the main link there. So like, let's say you're like, yo, Jay talked about Lone Star Throwdown and Conroe. What's the website again? And you forget that it's LoneStarThrowdown.com. Then what you'll do is you'll just go into your calendar. And you're like, man, he said it was in February. And then he's like, then you're like, oh, there it is. Boom. You can go right into your calendar and you can tap. It'll pop you right into Instagram or it'll pop you right to their website so you can pre-register. Speaking of Lone Star Throwdown, the pre-registration is going to be up soon. They never share what number they're at, but you can imagine I'm hearing 80 to 90% capacity as far as the 2K. So getting down to the nitty gritty, I've tracked it over the past couple years and typically between late November and mid-December is when you're going to get the sold out. I can't really do that sound from SVU, uh, Law & Order, whatever it was. But just know you got to get out to LoneStarThrowdown.com. But getting back to it... Uh, I will go over some of the key dates here that we have remaining in the year. Uh, again, I want to thank Bayou Showdown and the entire Custom Car Show Productions. If it was not for them, we wouldn't be able to continue the podcast, so we certainly thank them. Their next two events are going to be, uh, number one is the week before Thanksgiving, okay? Bayou Showdown, Slidell, Louisiana. This one is a damn good one. You can look back at the hashtags, Bayou Showdown. This is the 19th through the 21st in Slidell, Louisiana. Trust us, Mike has been there, and it's an amazing show, okay? Uh, so Bayou Showdown, get out there and go to that one. 
Uh, in addition, you basically have SEMA, which is the first week in November. Many of us know that. Laying at the Lake, we've partnered with them in the past. That's the 12th of November through the 14th, Grapeland, Texas. Get out there. I heard their pre-registrations are off the hook. Great people. Now, as we get into the next year, um, we'll start to get, as we get closer, we'll talk about some of these shows like Mike's show, Eastbound. Um, you know, we got Relaxed on the Ranch, which is just an amazing show. We've got Lone Star Throwdown, what we talked about. Um, all of these different shows, um, we're going to make sure we cover. We'll make sure they're on the calendar. And speaking of that, I need to spend a few minutes. I, I did spend a couple minutes and added some new dates. But the other thing that's cool about the calendar, it's digital. I actually will add in there like a day before and a week before reminder. So if you're like, hey, um, I need to do something. Like I want to make my checklist before I go to the show a week before. You're going to get a reminder that pops up on the calendar that says, hey, Lone Star Throwdown's in one week, right? So good stuff there. I'll make sure Mini Truck Showdown is on there. And that's a show that Mike and I have dedicated to going, uh, you know, us going out there. That's going to, of course, be the first week in June next year in Las Vegas. Uh, we would ask that uh, if you follow Mini Truck Showdown on Instagram, uh, we do need Corey and them. They need to update the bio, but they did do their post June 3rd through June 5th, 2022. And that was, as you heard Corey recently, to kind of get away from uh, Mother's Day weekend. Minitruckshowdown.com for more. Now, we want to thank Garage Gear Clothing for the scene updates. I didn't mention that earlier. Time and time again, we've told you garagegearclothing.com offers free shipping in the U.S. The cool thing is they've recently launched uh, some new girly apparel, apparel. So get out there, garagegearclothing.com. They also have a new Apache, so like a 3100 uh, truck. I love these trucks. My dad had a 59. Uh, so check it out. The Garage Gear Apache shirt is amazing, and they have the Garage Girl and uh, those ha those uh, shirts have a really cool 80s vibe to them. Also want to thank West Coast Influence, okay? If you're a new listener and you want to go out and support the scene, go to minitruckfilm.com. Yes, you heard that right. Minitruckfilm.com. There is a mini truck film. It's documentary style. It's Blu-ray. It's DVD. Either way, uh, you can go out to minitruckfilm.com and you can order it. Add it to your collection. Uh, I saw a video recently. I forget who it was, someone had posted the big homie on Instagram. It's L-A-Y-N-720. He had posted a video and uh, really appreciate him. And in that video, I saw the West Coast influence. So I see you out there, big homie. All right, so podcast updates. No new reviews to really share, but if you're on an iPhone, leave a review. Just go to the pre-installed podcast app. Tap on library, select OLP, scroll all the way down, 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 and tap the five-star review. If you want to go a step further, you can write a review. We appreciate that. Mike mentioned the metal signs. They're on the rise. Our lifestylepodcast.com. They are selling unbelievably. So we thank everyone that has gotten behind the movement here. The key thing for us is we want to bring new products to market. And by being able to sell these and seeing the... Um, just the amount of orders, it kind of reassures us the other things that we're working on. So big ups. Check us out on YouTube. Okay, not that I don't have enough things going on. I do sit, I do dedicate some time. I did the flip through for episode 41. I did the flip through for issue 41 of Mini Trucking. Recently, I uploaded issue 40. Um, these are flip throughs of the entire magazine. So 
brings back memories. Maybe you want to figure out what uh, issue a truck was in. Those are out there. Check them out. Podcast updates brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. I saw he posted on Instagram just the other day. If you type in Get Decked, it will pull up. It's Get underscore Decked VA. That's Joey uh, Dilworth. He posted a badass truck that he put on a skate deck. Whether you've got artwork, a photo, you name it, he could put it on a skate deck. Joey, Get Decked. He's on Facebook or Instagram. If you're a show promoter and you want to take your show to the next level with some specialty awards, get with Joey at Get Decked. He can knock it out of the park. Airhead Nation updates. This one's dedicated to our friends Ron and Hank at Hammered Weekend where we ask that they drive safe. As Mike mentioned earlier, they're back on the road again. I think he's got seven months. I think Ron is trying to loosen his load. He's got seven women. On his mind, I mean, that's Hank. Hank's got seven women on his mind trying to loosen his load. But uh, Airhead Nation, I want to just dedicate this to, the, to to Ron. You know, he went through that um, real tough time there with some hiccups with uh, the rig, but he's back on track, gallivanting all the way across the country. We're going to see him soon at SlamFest 30. Check that hashtag, SlamFest30. Remember... Uh, by the time you're listening to this, the pre-registration has closed. Um, hopefully you got in um, through um, saving about $20. Uh, regardless if you are going to pay at the gate or what you're going to end up doing, uh, please be safe and have a great time at the show. SlamFest30 uh, is the hashtag that you want to use. Many of you sh- many of you uh, are aware of that, but make sure you do that. And big ups to the Mini Minus crew for uh, this show going on for 30 amazing years. But Ron, Hank, be safe out there. Um, go to H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. You might be amazed at some of the new products that they have launched, including their shirts. I recently did an unbagging video for YouTube, and uh, in that video I talk about some of my favorite new gear, including the big homie DJ Mays from Relaxing in the Park St. Louis, uh, including his amazing truck, Teal Short. So go out there, show Ron some love. H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. All right, as I start to wind it down here, ODB updates. uh, Got two of them. One, 93 till infinity. We just had the anniversary of that amazing album. Who doesn't know that song? Okay, if you're young and you don't know what 93 till infinity is, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Go on Spotify, go on Apple Music, type in 93 till infinity. That is the uh, song, but it is also the album name from Soldier Mischief. That came out 28 years ago. I bought it shortly after the release, believe it or not, at Walmart of all places. Back when you could buy, a lot of the stuff didn't have a parental advisory sticker on it. And uh, it's one of my all-time favorite songs. One of probably the first 10 cassettes I owned, 93 to Infinity, my CD, my OG CD, uh, and about 10 or 15 CDs got stolen when I was in high school out of my car. And it included this one. I can remember most of them that were stolen, unfortunately. And uh, I got to rebuild that collection. But uh, we'll add it to the list of shit I need to buy. Lincoln Addict YouTube channel. Uh, if you are bored and you want to check out some new content, check me out. Lincoln Addict. I also do videos there. I do that podcast. I've been dropping content there. Uh, Check it out. Even a new episode of the podcast, episode 19. Uh, I share some big news that pertains to me. 
uh, and something I've recently done. I talk a little bit about going out to Woodland, California for C10 intervention. You're probably thinking, why? It ties in. Check it out. Lincoln Attic Podcast on most podcast platforms. Um, thank you so much to Colorado Custom Wheels. I really appreciate them, and uh, they sponsor ODB Updates. If you're in the need for some billet wheels, reach out to the team at Colorado Custom. Michael and team, they will take care of you. ColoradoCustom.com, or they're on Facebook or Instagram. Send them a DM. Remember, it goes down in the DMs. Lastly, on to Rise Media Updates. Looking to maybe do a cruise around the holidays, okay? We'll see how it comes together. But uh, what I want to kind of hit on is something that's near and dear to my heart is the Toy Drop Auto Show, okay? Got to put the pedal down on this event. December 4th in Orlando, 5250 International Drive. So you guys know that's the main drag. This is uh, presented by Mild to Wild Custom Accessories. Um from the promoters of Made of Steel, Lifted, Florida Truck Show, and Florida State Audio Finals, okay, at Deezerland Park. I think I may have mentioned this before, but just know this is for a good cause, right? It's going to raise um, some, uh, like a toy drive um, for kids. You can go to toydropautoshow.com, and you can um, you can check it out. They're on Facebook. Just search Toy Drop, two words. And uh, we're going to be out there. Um, I really want us to all to come together and get out to this amazing event. I know uh, Mach 1 Media is going to be there, Street Trucks, uh, so many more. Uh, let's get out there and support this awesome show, Toy Drop Auto Show, December 4th in downtown or, you know, O-Town area. Lastly, the Tampa Kennedy Cruise, we're going to host this. I forget how many years it's been, but um, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, so I'm not going to be able to make Bayou Showdown because I do this yearly cruise it's open to all makes and models. We're going to have a cool meetup spot. We'll post that as we get closer. Last year, we had you know Scott Lawson and so many other people come out. Lincolns, VWs, wagons, trucks, you name it, even some mini trucks. So it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, just keep it posted to the hashtag Tampa Kennedy Cruise. Thank you to everyone that came out. Vic was there with the Cutlass, and uh, it's going down. All right, so again, rest in peace, Ernie Macias, man. Um you know, we're having a good time on this episode, but I have to stop and remind myself that we lost our friend. And what we're going to do is roll into some audio here from a couple of his homies. And then we've got a reprise of episode 21 that I mentioned at the beginning. That is Ernie in his own words. Um, it's unedited. It's untouched. It's exactly the way I edited it five years ago. The title of the episode was No Regrets. This one will we'll name, you know, RIP Ernie Macias, No Regrets, of course. And uh, it's basically episode 21, and the main reason we're doing this is, one, to, to tip our cap to our brother. But many of you have came on as new listeners, and we thank you for that. And, uh, you know, some may not be able to kind of figure out how to go back that far and things like that. And we just thought it was the right time. It's the fifth anniversary of having him on. But most importantly, you know, his wife and his kids, you know, lost a husband and a father. Rest in peace, and uh, thanks to everyone that contributed to Ernie's GoFundMe to all of No Regrets and everybody worldwide, including all the different clubs that looked up to Ernie and, and considered him a brother, a friend, a colleague in the scene. Um, you know, our condolences. We out you. Enjoy the rest of the show. Peace. <laughs> Peace.
Yo, yo. So uh, thanks for listening to Mike and I. Man, it, um, you know, obviously Mike had the drop earlier. I uh, finished it up. We're paying tribute to our, our big homie, Ernie Macias. I didn't know Ernie as well as a lot of people. And uh, it's ironic because we got Brian Good on from Grinder TV. He's going to be our title guest next week, which is something that that I've just been excited about for a very long time. But Brian, I just wanted to welcome you back to the podcast, man. And um, I hate that it's under the circumstances of having to pay homage to one of the greats in our scene, brother. Uh, it's all good, man. So, you know, everybody, you know, many of you are going to know Brian. We're going to go into a full interview next week, and we're excited to launch that. But, you know, on this episode, Brian, we're paying homage to Ernie, one of the all-time greats of our scene. I mean, I say that with uh, with all my heart. You know, a lot of times it's tough to come up with words when we lose someone. But then, you know, you think of Ernie and you think of all that he did and the love that he really had for the scene, but then the love that everyone reciprocated back. I know it was news for all of us. And it was news that we didn't want to hear. But, you know, is there anything that you want to like to kind of maybe share or say ab- about your friend, man? Uh, I mean, every it's it's kind of hard when these things happens to, to these things happen to really good people because everyone said it already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like there's not much really more to say that I'm going to say that nobody else would because. He was just that type of person where if you were friends with him, like it was just a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I know that you guys had the connection. You know, Ernie talked about it. Uh, we're gonna play that audio um, here in just a few minutes, a little bit. But you know, you guys had this connection because he was in. For those that don't know, he was in Forbidden Fantasy, and he decided to go a different route. And I've always kind of wondered how that dynamic works. Like you guys kind of had this brotherhood. Did it? did it put a damper on the relationship or what was it like? Like, well, damn, he doesn't want to hang out with us. I mean, what was that feeling like? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I, can, now I can say my side of the story. Right? Ah, see, like, here we go. Uh, here we go. I know, I know. No rebuttals now, but, uh, so basically in, I don't even remember what year it was, but we used to hang out at this house, um, in Southern California called the fat farm. And it was a bunch of forbidden fantasy guys and a bunch of guys from another club at the time called Southern comfort who eventually became part of Forbidden Fantasy 2, but um, we ordered pizza one night, and this dude rolls up in this Mitsubishi truck, like this red Mitsubishi on some wire wheels, and he just pulled into the driveway, kind of half-cocked driveway and half into the street and got out with our pizza, and that was Ernie, you know, like rocked up in his Mitsubishi, in his mini truck to deliver, uh, deliver that pizza. And from there on, we just kind of were like, oh, dude, you should come hang out with us. You got a truck, and... Da, 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 da. So that created that relationship, and he eventually got in Forbidden Fantasy and was eventually the vice president of Forbidden Fantasy. And me and Ernie are very similar in, in like, we it's our way, and there is no other way. So we butted heads, and we ended up getting in a pretty decent argument over something dumb at a show in Las Vegas, and he just decided to go accept, you know, his own way, which was totally fine. You know what I mean? Because we, he kind of took our bylaws and script. It's funny. There's a picture of it somewhere. He scribbled out forbidden fantasy and just wrote no regrets. (laughs) It's just, uh, you know, like I said, we were just, we were both very hard headed and we, and it worked out better that way that he, what he did, you know? Yeah. It's almost like, I hate to compare it to a marriage though, but you know, a lot of times most marriages end with like, 
you know, a, a crazy domestic blowout, right? Like Mike and Mike and you know Hank on a on a weekend, right? But yeah, the the thing is, is that there's some relationships that will end, and you'll have a husband and a wife that they realize like they were friends, and they had a tighter relationship outside of that marriage, right? So you guys, in context, were in the same club, but you became like stronger brotherhood after. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it took a little while. There was uh, there was some, um, you know, some animosity there for a little bit, but not long, you know. And then a few people that were in forbidden ended up getting out and getting in no regrets, who are still in no regrets to this day. But yeah, it was just one of those things. And then over the, you know, we'd always bounce things off of each other, and we would always call each other and talk about, man, like I love being in a club, a club, but these guys, you know, talking about our members we just would share the stories that we would go through trying to keep everything under control, you know, like, so we had that, um, we had that in common and that was our relationship. Yeah. And it's tough, you know, for me to think of, you know, the few times I was around Ernie, you know, I had talked to him through messenger and things like that. And I remember meeting him probably, for the first time was back in 05-ish when you guys all drove to Greenville that year and he had his Mitsubishi out there. And it took a hardcore group of kinfolk like you guys to drive all the way from the West. You know, I have customs and a lot of you guys made that truck, Steve Wilk as well. When you think of all of the good times that you had with him, all of the weekends and the nights and just the regular days, is there one memory that will always last in your mind, like one funny story or one thing that, that you want to maybe share that uh, maybe other people haven't heard? <laughs> There's too many of them. There's, <laughs> but I, we, me and him would always be the last ones up. And I remember Southern California mini truck council run or summer madness. It was held at a park called Robin's nest. And, and I was, you know, pretty drunk and, and, um, I remember we were walking into the, the the camp of Toys R Us truck club, and these guys, they're all Mexican dudes, right? And they're partying like crazy, and Ernie's Mexican, so... And I was like, I'm Mexican, too. My name's Brion, and they just started talking. It was just, it, it was just like stuff like that and stupid stuff. And at that same event, Ernie had a black Tacoma at the time, but we took my Inkies, my wheels off of my Tacoma, and we put them on his Tacoma. And I, I remember we were leaving Jack in a Box or something, and and he like went to grab something and the steering wheel moved and he curbed one of my wheels and we just looked at each other and then, and didn't say anything and <laughs> just kept driving. That's like, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. There, an, another time we took his convertible Mitsubishi and drove it to, it was endless summer, one of the West coast. And it was the middle of the night and we were and uh, no top on the truck. We just left the top at home and we would take uh, like a 12 pack of Pepsi and he had like a rolled up, a sleeping bag and we would just just take off and we're driving down desert center road which is in the middle of nowhere there's no nothing out there and we were freaking each other out telling ghost stories about like oh my god what if we turn the light what if we turn the lights off and we turned them back on and there was someone standing in the middle of the road or or talking about aliens and then all of a sudden we didn't talk for a second and something was flying next to the truck and he started screaming so i started screaming and then it started it started it started slapping him in the face. Like this thing started slapping Ernie in the face. We're doing 70 miles an hour down this desert road. It was his sleeping bag that was tied up in the bed, had blown out of the bed and was waving because it's still tied up. But then it started slapping him in the face and we 
almost wrecked the truck because we didn't know what it was. We just thought, and yeah. Dude, if this was like a ghost story thing, I mean, I don't know all about those TV shows. My wife watches them, but dude, that would have been like the epic, like (laughs) the season finale, man. It would have been like, because you had me for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, someone's slapping you in the face. You're going 70. I'm like, ah, okay. There you go, dude. You got me cracking up over here. Yeah, it was, it was good. So we would just, just, just go to things, you know? And I think that, that trip you're talking about when he went to, uh, when we went to Greenville, he actually, I didn't go to that, that one. I went to the one the year after that. Yes, yeah. You know, he was one of the first ones to drive his truck across country and, and do things like that. So he just, you know, that was just earning. He just did, he just did it. He didn't care what anybody else said. He just did it, you know. Yeah, on July 14th, he had posted on Instagram. He says, the latest post by Our Lifestyle Podcast reminded me of how badass the old Stage 1 Customs logo was. Jay Tondro, mm-hmm. John Tondro, lowered and launched my first truck. I bought these centerline sabers from them, too. Missed the old days. I remember leaving the shop and hitting a road dot so hard I thought I broke a shock mount. I had to use a payphone to call the shop. <laughs> the cool thing about Ernie was... Um, I had a lot of respect for him because, you know, I, I was looked up to him. You know, he worked at the magazine, looked up to a lot of you guys, um, including you, Brian. And when I saw, like, you know, when he would give us those nods and stuff, you know, like, you knew Ernie really good. I mean, Ernie was a guy's guy, right? But, like, it always it always made me, made me feel good because he was one of the first guys to follow us on our Lifestyle podcast. And he kind of was like, he saw the vision because he, he lived that lifestyle, like, no tomorrow, like many of you did. But for him to give us a nod here and there, it just showed his, you know, to me, it showed his commitment and his love just for the scene in general, man. It's just, it's just insane. And, and I, I think about him all the time, dude. I mean, I do. And, and I wish that I knew him even better. Um, when you think of the legacy that he leaves behind with his two amazing sons, his wife, uh, and you see uh, the GoFundMe, right? Um, you know, so many people were generous and donated anything they could, whether it was a dollar or five dollars. And you think back yeah. to his legacy. You know, he did a lot of fun things, Chrome Buffer Mafia, Mind to Messias, you know, all that crazy stuff. But uh, what do you see Ernie's legacy, you know, just leaving behind, man? I obviously the kids, you know, and his wife, Melissa, who it's it's funny because Melissa was in Forbidden Fantasy, too. And me and Ernie got pulled over driving her Accord to Phoenix (laughs) to to drop off. We're doing 100 and something miles an hour and and. uh, in her car and got pulled over and we got out of it. It was, it was, it was fun, but his like, I, it's his truck club is his legacy. When you think, when, when it all comes down to it, you know, I was just at a show um, Sunday in SoCal and seeing those trucks roll in, those guys are so proud to be in that club and uh, you can see it with their vehicles and how nice and, and, and how much effort they put into their trucks and, even when it comes down to parking at a show. So I remember when Ernie, when no regrets would come into forbidden, they would park all the mini trucks on one side and then the whatever else on the other side, they didn't just park. You know what I mean? Like they actually took the time to, to make that club look good and, and, and all that stuff. So, and you still see it with those guys and then they pay attention to what's parked together at this last show, all the Tacomas were parked next to each other. And then it went Munchie suburban and, and something else. It, it Munchie suburban was at the end cause it was the biggest it, it wasn't in the middle, you know what I mean? And if you pay attention to when clubs park together, a lot of them don't do that, but Ernie wanted that. You know what I mean? He was like, no, we're going to park like this and like this because this is what I want the club to look like. You know, yeah, that was important to him. Yeah, it's dedication. And when you look at um, 
if you go out there and you look at Ernie's posts uh, or anything that he's tagged in, I mean, there's so there's so much. What I was blown away with was uh, he obviously loved lowriders. He loved the culture. Uh, Low64SS, which was the hashtag for his amazing Impala. You know, when he first got that car and I saw it was kind of a, you know, like a bag of bones, so to speak, right? I mean, it, it was like, man, that's that's a huge pro, uh, project. But Ernie was no stranger to completing projects. I mean, dude, this guy built, I mean, hands down, more, he had more completed stuff or very close to completed stuff than anybody I knew. And yeah. when it, you know, it looked like, um, I had mentioned recently that Nick 619NC, so Nick Gardner, he had posted, you know, tonight we celebrate the life of a great friend, husband, father, great memories with the NR and Macias family. How blown away were you to see that um, a lot of folks stepped up and 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 got his car like painted, dude? I, honestly, it's just not a surprise. You know what I mean? Like I, when you talk to Steve Wilkes and all these people that Ernie allowed in that club and those club members allowed in his club and his circle of friends were good people. That's one thing. Ernie was a really good judge of character. There were times when he would be like, dude, who's that guy in your club? And I'm like, Oh, that's so-and-so. And he's like, I don't like him. You know? And I'm like, well, why? And then he ended up not being like a good dude. <laughs> and Ernie was always like, I told you, you know? And, and uh, so it doesn't even surprise me that people stepped up to do that just because that's the, that's what Ernie demanded. You know, he demanded that good people be around him, whether it's around his club or his family or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so like I said, it just doesn't surprise me. You saw all the people that came out on all the pictures all the time. And, you know, even at shows come out to the Forbidden Show and all that stuff. It's just, it was just a, it's just a lot of good people. Yeah, and you probably remember a lot of the good old days of you guys, you know, like you kind of hinted of just hanging out and whatnot. Do you... Do you think back sometimes, like, I, I it was it was surreal to me because, like, you know, I, I, I followed Ernie on Twitter. You know, I know he's a big Raiders fan. And it's surreal to me when we lose someone so quick and so young because I think back and say, man, you know, I should have had more conversations with the person. And, you know, when he came to the bowling tournament in South Florida one year, we slapped hands real quick and we chatted. And um, I sometimes think, like, man, I should have I had him back on. You know, it was five years ago that we had him on. Um, you know, it's just the regret, the regret that I have in my mind of like not knowing him closer. And I'm sure it's hard for you because I mean, you were so close to him, man. But yeah, there's, well, that's the thing we all have. We know a lot of people, our circle is big, you know what I mean? When it comes to the mini truck world and, and all that stuff. So there's other, you know, there's never going to be another Ernie Macias is another Ernie Macias, but there are other good dudes, hardcore guys. So, you know, you just have to take the time and, and reach out to people and say hi. And, and, you know, and just like, you haven't talked to someone in a long time, reach out to them, say, what's up. You know, I think we need to, we need to get, a lot of us need to get off of social media and stop complaining myself included. I, I, you know, I've been working on this, working on myself trying to do this and, and, and stop complaining about so many things and really start to embrace what we still have, you know, and that may be friends or that might be whatever it is, you know what I mean? But the time that you spend complaining about things could be time spent talking to someone and not regretting not doing that later, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And I know this is uh, kind of a, maybe an odd analogy for some people, but 
you know, I follow a lot of stuff on Twitter that's related to like NASA and space exploration and stuff, right? Exploration. And there's oftentimes these images they'll show of these distant satellites that take a photo and they say, you see that little dot right there? That's Earth, right? Yeah. And you see it and you see like how minuscule, like how just small we you know as a as a you know society are just in the in this galaxy dude right i know it's crazy this is the shit i think about and then you think about like you're having a problem you get a flat tire you know your bills are late you know this and that like no matter what problem you have it could be a lot worse you know there's people that hospitals you know kids have cancer you know we've seen it with the zaratis and you know with the the trials and tribulations that they're going through with you know their their son right We've seen all these different things, and like as I get older, I have to continue to remind myself, like, don't get stressed over somebody sending you an email. You know, like some of this stuff is like, if you were gone today, it's not a problem. You know what I'm saying? So I think about it all the time and say, you know, just live the best life you can. I know Ernie loved the Raiders. I mean, you see a lot of the videos that his homies are posting. Where you know they're walking around and SEMA, they're doing the thing, they're doing football gatherings, like all of that stuff was important. And like he lived his life to the fullest, you know. And um, I mean, it's cliche to say he had no, you know, he lived life with no regrets, man. Yeah, that's and that's and it's perfect, you know. Like his club name was him. Yes, that's who he was, yep. and he started that club because he had no regrets about what his decision was about getting out of Forbidden Fantasy. You know, I'm sure there was other factors involved, but that's kind of what it was. It's like, I'm going to, whatever my decision is, I'm not going to have any regrets about it. And and, he, and just get out there and do stuff. And that's what he did. He goes, like, you know, I want to go to stage one. I don't really have, I remember sitting in front of stage one customs with him in his truck. And he was like, I only have enough money to get this notch done. If I do this, I don't have enough money for this. And he said, we sat there and he's just like going back and forth and he was like, screw it. I'm just going to get it done. I'm just going to get it done. I want it. Same with going to car shows. It's like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do it. You know, even recently when he got into the off-road stuff and he bought the Forerunner, he's like, I'm just going to do it. And I remember riding quads with him, you know, and, and uh, we would go out into Glamis and go out in the hills and stuff. And he's just like, I'm just going to do it. You know, just, you just got to do it. And that's what he did. So, Amazing. yeah, a lot of people talk about things. Ernie did things. Yeah, and if I, I mean, someone has a count of all the vehicles he's built, right? And I just was blown away. I was talking to him one time about a Cadillac, and I was thinking, man, like you had this. And he goes, yeah, I, w- I really wish I had that car still. And that was the one that went up to here. And he kind of knew where they mm-hmm. went. And and he, he, like you said, he lived life with no regrets because he was like, okay, I'm going to sell this, and I'm going to build this because it's just on my bucket list. It's in my list in my head or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we reshared the video of you know the Mitsubishi with the tilt bed going. I think it was from low. It was actually from Low Life um, DVD, and you know it got a lot of love on it because it's like that was the lifestyle. And he even posted. He said, "Hey, this is this was the first vehicle I built, and it landed on the cover of a magazine. You know that's pretty freaking mm-hmm. awesome to me." But um, yeah, man, I appreciate you taking the time. I mean, we we're gonna do our best to link up with a couple other guys. Um, I don't know that it'll work out because everyone's busy. I know yeah. that you know you probably know Ernie uh, or have known Ernie longer than a lot of people, man. I mean, I, I'm imagining back to like the high school days almost, right? Uh, so not high school, but very shortly afterwards, there's there was a couple guys. This guy uh, Joe Chavez. And Gary Stalling, they both went to high school with Ernie, and they were both in Forbidden Fantasy. And 
Gary Stallings started No Regrets with Ernie. Um, and he's he's not in the scene anymore, but, you know, so there's some guys from way back in the day. Steve Wilkes goes way back, not high school, but he, he way, you know, pretty far back. Uh, Michael, Qu- Michael Quigley. Mike Quigley is the reason I got in Forbidden Fantasy because I saw his truck. He pulled up to a pizza joint where I was hanging out with, and he was in Forbidden Fantasy. So that got me in Forbidden Fantasy, and Mike Quigley is now in No Regrets. So there's like... There's all this, like, it's all tied together, you know. Um, it's pretty crazy. It, it, and, I mean, there's stuff, there's stories I could tell you, like, our Australia chapter, um, this guy Mal started it. Well, Mal is best friends with Jacko, who the president of No Regrets there. So, like, they have ties in Australia, like Forbidden Fantasy, No Regrets, where Forbidden Fantasy, No Regrets have ties here. So it's just a very intertwined thing, you know. Yeah, it is, and I think, like, I try, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there um, that I wanted to, re- you know, potentially, you know, reach out to, but, like, it worked out where I wanted to reach out to a few people that I knew, and I asked a few people, I said, hey, who would you suggest, and I knew, like, you were close with them, and there's a lot of good people that, like, looked up to them, and, you know, I appreciate you kind of taking the time and stuff, I know there's, like, a lot of uh, a lot of great stories, and, you know, I'm looking forward to having you on like as a title guest next week because I also want people to kind of know some of the backstory of, you know, how to grind your TV start and things like that, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he was a big part of that too just because I saw what he was doing and I was very, I was always very envious of Ernie Macias because he did build these culture. He like went out and did these things and I was like, man, I want to do that. And so I tried to kind of do that as well, but in my own way, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. There's a lot of lot of connection there. Yeah, and he was kind of born out of just the love for the scene, buying trucks, going to stage one. I mean, it kind of it put things into perspective when I saw that because I realized, like, you know, Ernie didn't come from, like, a lot of money where it was like, oh, everything was handed to him. Like, he started, like, a lot of mini truckers, like, looking up to the shop that was over in the you know the commercial district of a, of a city and, 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 oh, stage one, they're in mini truck, and I'm going to call them okay, bring my stuff yeah, there, you know, to yeah. trying to get, you know, trying to figure out how much can I afford to get done. And that, those early days of John Tondro and those guys like, you know, working with them, mm-hmm. that led to his legacy 25 years plus later. Yeah. I mean, he got into it cause I want to say his uncle had, was in a mini truck club back in the day, um, back in LA, a city called La Puente. And uh, he'd always talk about that. Uh, La Puente, La Puente. We'd always make fun of him. Oh, La Puente, you see that La Puente? <laughs> you know, but like, um, yeah, so he was just one of those things. When he wanted something, he went and did it. There was never, he never did not do that. I, you know, he showed it to the meeting one time in a Buick Wildcat. And it's like, <laughs> what is this? And he goes, I just like this. So I went and got it. You know, same with the Impala, same with. Anything he's ever wanted, full size Chevy, did it, painted it white, changed the whole color, did it, went to see but did it. Yeah. Yeah. And I meant, like with Low 64 SS, I meant it with all respect earlier. Like when I saw that he got that project, I'm just like, dude, that's like a a major task. And when he was talking about what he was going to do, and then like he would always post a little bit about it. I think he even brought it to Blood or he brought it to Camp and Drag one year, I think. He towed it all the way out there or someone towed it. And yeah. um, He was getting some work done and whatnot. But, I mean, he's just a, truly a legend. I would suggest everyone please check out our um, the hashtag RIP Ernie Macias. We're going to continue adding uh, photos, anything that we can. We would ask that 
if you post about Ernie, hashtag that, please, so that we can kind of curate those posts. Brian, just on a lighter note, I know next week when you come on, I'm, I'm anxious to find out. Um, I've heard some hints of grinder-tv.com, some big things to come next year with you know, potential giveaways starting in January. And uh, I hope that we can get into all of that cool stuff next week. So we got to tease them a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? But much love to the Macias family. No regrets. And all the many truckers worldwide, like many of you that looked up to Ernie, that have heard his name, that followed his blog those um, for all those years that he did it, followed him at the magazine, or just in general knew him as a friend, family member, colleague, RIP to our big homie Ernie. If we pick up any other audio, we'll share it. But um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, his, his blog is still up. So if you Google Mind of Macias, it's still up. And so you can kind of go through some of his old posts and and share them. Or if, if someone wanted didn't know Ernie and they were kind of like, All right, what, what's he like? You can see the way he wrote stuff and what he talked about will give you a good idea. Yeah, and my feedback to everyone would be when you go to it, because I went to it not too long ago, It's um, you'll see it like mindofmacias.blogspot.com. It looked like towards the end that like the blog spot maybe just started advertising stuff, and there's yeah, gonna, yeah. there's there's a bunch of pages of just like not gibberish, but you can just tell it's not nothing he posted. You can go back on the right and you can click like at the very bottom on the right hand side, like um, 2009, for instance, and you're gonna yeah. land back at some of his very first posts, and you can kind of go back through it that way. Um, and I went through it kind of backwards just to see from the infancy, but I mean, that, that's a good plug, man, because it, it's definitely uh, good content out there. Yep, for sure. But if we pick up any other audio, again, uh, with Steve or with Johnny O, we will make sure that we share it. Obviously, kind of uh, tough to link up with everyone, but if not, then we'll roll into the audio from five years ago, um, this week or so. Uh, Ernie Macias, in his own words, episode 21 brian thank you so much for the time please everyone go out youtube grinder tv or grinder-tv.com check it out and we'll be talking to brian next week with more thanks brian appreciate it we got you yo yo and as i mentioned would like to remind everyone that slam fest 30 yes the 30th anniversary of the famed slam fest is going down this year in october in sunny tampa florida come on down the 9th and 10th of October, make those plans now. Always beautiful weather, knock on wood, in October, and it's the 30th anniversary for Slamfest. You can check the hashtag Slamfest30 for more, or just search Slamfest on Facebook. Pre-registration is still happening. You can save $20, and that $20 is like getting a free show shirt. Go out there today, Slamfest on Facebook. Hey, hey, as I mentioned, we just finished some audio there, and we're going to roll in here with some audio with Steve Wilk. And, and Steve, man, thank you so much for taking the time, just a few minutes to talk with us here on the podcast. Uh, pleasure, man. The pleasure is mine. Uh, I've always wanted to come on the show, and uh, hopefully you'll have me back as a guest, not under this circumstance, but let's stick to this, and um, let's honor my man. Yeah, 100%, man. We, we've got you on the list, and I, I'm so excited to talk with you um, got a lot of respect for you and, you know, the stuff that you've done over the years. And, you know, we're talking about Ernie Macias and, and you know, it's, it's still fresh in a lot of our minds. I know you were real close with Ernie. But, um, you know, le- talking about Ernie's legacy, man, you know, he's got two beautiful sons, an awesome wife. 
I know you were very close with them um, over the years, and you guys were even working on a recent project. Uh, what do you remember most about your brother Ernie? You know, from the beginning, you know, I met Ernie. I was, I was 18 years old. Uh, I had just became a member of No Regrets. We just for one small chapter here in Southern California, and we just immediately uh, hit it off and became great friends. And I started helping him out with just you know little tinkering around with his projects, mainly trying to get mechanical stuff out on his Mitsu, his Mitsu, which is now uh, you know which was known as No Regrets and R One. And um, I mean, Ernie was just a great guy, man. He he he. Through all the through the years, he was always had my back. He always, you know, he always pulled for me. He always put it out there for me. He always tried to make sure my business was good and was growing, and always gave me good opportunities to 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 build cool rides and show everyone what I can do. You know, build his visions as you as so what you know you could probably say it that way. Yeah, hundred percent. And I remember when you guys all made the trek out to Greenville back in 05. And I, that was the first time I had met Ernie. And I remember you even gave me a grinder magazine. You know, you, I think you were in a lifted truck that year, man. Yeah, that was 04. Uh, 03, I don't know if you remember, we drove the Mitsu there in 03. Yes. Okay. I get the dates mixed up because I yeah, have okay, photos. Yeah, you're right, That's... man. Because we drove the Mitsu there in 03. And then I think I skipped next year. And then we went in 05, we went again. Yeah, and what's crazy is that was like, I mean, Ernie driving a body drop mini truck across the country, kind of un, kind of unheard of in those days, man. Yeah, you know we, uh, um, you know we we linked up with uh, the IF crews with Carrie and all the guys from IF and uh, Chad Lucas and um, you know we were kind of like the outsiders of the group. You know they all knew each other and we knew Chad and that was it. But you know they totally accepted us and. You know, I mean, driving across cross country in custom cars, you know, you have little hiccups here and there. And those guys were right there with us handling it. And, you know, me and Ernie, I didn't even have a license at the time. So he did all the driving, you know, really? leg all cramped up and we were just mobbing and the truck was fresh on the cover of his mini trucking. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And when when I think back to like, I remember riding in the dual riding in a dually up and down Greenville and Ernie was there and. We were having a good time, and you know he was like, "This guy's crazy." And and you guys, I always looked up to you guys because you know you had that West Coast connection. And when I think of like some of the best memories of Ernie is, you know, I think of some of the photos I've seen with him over the years. You've known him for a long time. What's one of your like favorite Ernie stories? I mean, I know, believe me, there's probably a million, but is there one that ever comes to mind when somebody's like, "Man, Ernie Macias," and you're like, just one pops in your head, Steve? Man, you know there 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 was so many, and uh, there was there there was always there, a lot of them end up at Greenville, oddly <laughs> enough. That's and funny. I remember I think it was in '05, and I was riding this little chopper, like a little, and I was riding it up and down the strip all over the place. And I remember I I rode it into my hotel room, <laughs> and like just hit the bed and like fell over, and Ernie walks in. And he grabs like shaving cream and starts spraying shaving cream all over the mirror, you know. <laughs> and then like low life Mike walks in, he's all, "Oh shit, man, we're trashing the hotel room!" Like he throws the mic, the microwave on the ground, and then you know just mayhem, you know, ensued, and we just, you know, we just trashed it and we just partied, man. And I remember we ended up. What was the what was the restaurant down on the other end? Was the Waffle House? <laughs> Yeah, it was either that or the Huddle House or something like that. Oh, the Huddle House. Yeah, the Huddle yep. House. That yep. was it, man. 
me and Ernie were there, and we were like, we were, we were, we were pretty, uh, we were pretty inebriated, you know. And uh, we go into the bathroom, and I just start peeing on his shoe, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's like, he just starts yelling, man, and we're both just yelling at each other at like the top of our lungs, just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" You know, all this crap, and. We're literally screaming at the top of our lungs at each other. And then we open the door. And as we open the door, we just get quiet and walk out like nothing happened. <laughs> and like the whole restaurant's just sitting there staring at us, you know? Yeah, that, that mini truck craziness, man. The mini trucker craziness. Uh, we're talking to yeah. s- uh, Steve Wilk. You can follow Steve. It's W-I-L-K works, W-O-R-X on Instagram. Steve, one thing that I always appreciated between the relationship that you had with Ernie from what I could tell was you guys collaborated on all kinds of stuff. I remember when he got low 64SS, as he referred to it as, I was like, man, this is a this is a monumental project. And you were no stranger to like putting together some just badass rides. I didn't realize how far the, th- the thing had came along. Ernie's vision on that car was something different, man. It's part low rider, part mini trucker, man. I mean, just what an amazing project, you guys. And my understanding was you you were working on that. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, it had been a long build and it was definitely something that like, um, I guess we could call it a mature version of Ernie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he, we bought the car seven years ago, mm-hmm. uh, in April and, um, you know, we hit it pretty hard in the beginning and then, uh, you know, it took a little, it took a little, a little, you know, the back, little back burner, you know, got, got set aside for a little bit and then we got back on it. We made it a runner you know, and then, um, we got it in primer and he cruised it for a while and, um, you know, we had got it painted and, um, we probably got it back from the painter maybe like six or seven months ago. Um, my good friend, Benny Flores painted it down in San Diego and, uh, you know, he did a, a hell of a job on that thing, you know, mm-hmm. like not really like a traditional low rider, not, um, you know, not a new low rider, like a, just kind of like his own twist of like a, with some traditional, you know, throwbacks, you know, the little traditional style in it, but not a traditional low rider at all. So to me, it, it fit what we were doing with the car so perfect. And, um, you know, we were just, uh, we were keeping the car on the, on the down low. We weren't really gonna, you know, bring the car out until it was 100% complete. And, you know, I was literally waiting on, parts to come up i ordered parts and you know when he passed it was just like i without even question i i i was like this car has to go to his service and i you know i hunted parts down and i just felt like to pay a small debt of gratitude to my friend and his family like i had to bring this car there and you know just i think help everyone in a little bit of uh a little bit of you know ease the pain a little bit and Mm -hmm show them that the car will live on like his legacy will live on and you know uh part of that is through this car you know f- you know finishing what he started yeah i would encourage everyone you can go out and and look at rip ernie macias hashtag or low 64 ss uh you can see photos um of this car yeah it's amazing that you know i know you know ernie he he had so many guys had a lot of respect for him because ernie was just a good guy and for you guys to do that, and, and for you specifically, Steve, to put the pedal down and go, yo, it's going to be at this service. I mean, 
it, it blew a lot of our minds because I, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't realize the car had you know progressed that far because right, he he kind of was moving ahead with it, but it just looks beautiful, man. Yeah, man. I, I like it. It it just it hurts me inside, man. That he was just a few months a few months away from seeing this seven year long project come to fruition and you know see it together. I know he has seen it. I just wish I could see. You know, everyone knows that Ernie smile, man. I wish I could see that smile and, you know, let him see this car because, you know, uh, you know, Bobby from Arizona likes to say that, you know, it breaks down barriers. Like it's mm-hmm. it, like you said, it's it's low rider and paint, but it's like the wrong wheel. It's truth folks. It's it's channeled. It's LS powered. It's airbagged. It's, you know, it's all like you said, it's a, a mini truck, low rider combination, but, you know, just metal you know mended together so well that it just you know it just looks like it's it looks like a bitching car and you know it was definitely a bitching project to be a part of even when we started it we what we set out to do was you know uh, uh, a body drop 64 and we found a super sport so if we're gonna cut one up might as well cut up an ss right (laughs) hell yeah man yeah it's a true ss it's not uh it's not a fake it's a it's a real ss yeah, I I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Damn!" And you know, you know, being a car guy, a true car guy, you know the the sixty fours, the sixty threes. I mean, all of those things are going up. The fifty nine Impalas, but to see something like this, I mean, I love it because it's so low. I mean, you and I being mini truckers, I mean, we just love love low stuff, and it's it's one of the lowest out there that I've seen. And I just I look at it and say, I think someone had posted a video of him cruising into a show when it was in Primer. And I just kept watching the video over and over because you and I both know just how much you love that damn thing, man. Yeah, it was it was definitely it was definitely the the build of 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 his lifetime, you know, at that point in time. Like he had never he had never gone that far on a on a classic car, you know, with all the Cadillacs, it's like we bagged them and you know, we cruised them and they weren't def you know, they definitely weren't built to the level that that car was done. You know, it's uh, um, underneath, it's all brand new and, you know, LS1 and, you know, Ernie, Ernie was never really, he never really started with the bottom. He always started with making it look cool. Right, and then right. we'll worry about trying to make it run, you know, <laughs> yep. a cool little story. So we bought that car. We bought that car actually probably only a couple miles from my house Wow. and uh, Ernie was working a lot out of town. So, you know, I found this one, it was uh, my friend's. My friend's my friend's brother's father-in-law owned the car. Okay. And so we go over there and my friend Danny lives also close to me and he uh he had a tow truck. And I was like, "Hey Danny, if we buy this car, could you take it to my house for me?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, no problem, you know." So me and Ernie we go look at the car and Ernie's like, "Dude, the car's cheap uh especially by today's standards, it's mm-hmm. cheap, you know? And he's like, I don't got time to keep looking at cars. He's like, let's just buy it. He's like, you got the, you got the time right now to start it. Like we need a car. So let's just buy it. Screw it. I know it's beat up, but we'll deal with it. And I was like, yeah, man, we'll fix this thing up. So I called my buddy Danny, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Hey man, we're going to buy this car. You come get it. He goes, no, nah, man, I'm not feeling good. He goes, you ever driven a tow truck before? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I've driven tow trucks before, <laughs> you know? I never, I never been inside no tow truck. So yep. next thing I know, me and Ernie are in a tow truck, man, playing truck and play tow truck driver, trying to figure out how to pick up his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that that that's epic, man, and and that's the thing I love about it. And you guys also collaborated. I mean, you talk about 
you know, obviously the the old school uh, low rider mini truck, you know, Impala, but also like when he had his his full size Silverado, like you guys built that, for, you know, you built it for Seaman twenty twelve. So you were no stranger to like literally having that strong relationship with them and building full tilt shit. Well, yeah, and that's and that's like you know, and that's where that's where like you know, I I really appreciate who Ernie was to me just because. I don't know if you remember we built his Mitsu stock truck. Yes, I love that. And truck. then it got rear it got rear ended. Yep, yep. And then uh, you know me and Ernie were just talking one day, and he was like, he's like, dude, like, how come you don't do any like the full sizes on the big wheels like all the other guys do? And I'm like, dude, I just don't get those phone calls, man. Like it's mostly classics and stuff. And he's like, screw it, man. He goes, I'll buy a new truck. Let's do it. I'm gonna have some insurance money coming in from the Mitsu. I'll throw that into the build. I'll sell the Mitsu. Like, let's do it, man. And, you know, he goes out and bought a brand new truck. We, we cut it up. We got, you know, 400 miles on it. He's yeah. all, let me drive it for a week just to make sure, like, it's not totally screwed up before we void the shit out of the warranty, <laughs> you know? Yeah, true mini trucker and, fashion. Yeah, so, like, you know, for me, it was like, you know, over the years, man, this guy, this guy was like a brother to me. Like, yep. we... We, 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 we did so many cars and like worked on, you know, so many cars that no one's even seen. Just, you know, we would go on missions all the time and just buy cars all over the place. Like, you know, there was these tweakers in Mead Valley that we bought a bunch of cars off of. And I mean, I remember one time we were sitting in this dude's trailer drinking forties and this guy's trailer floor was road signs. And we're doing this just to try to get like a Datsun off the guy or something for cheap, you know, like, you know, just, you know, random crap we'd end up into. Like, and you think back, and you're like, dude, like these guys totally could have just murdered us and robbed the shit out of us, and you know, who knows? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, one of my favorite. You know, you're making me think. One of my favorite photos of Ernie is the one that I think was in Mini Truck, and where he's got the the five finger ring or four finger ring on, and it says Gangsta, and he's drinking like oh, it looks yeah. like a forty, but you know, might be a thirty two ounce or sixteen ounce, but he's got the beer and he's got his flat yeah. his hat flipped up. I mean, that's like classic Ernie, man. Yeah, dude, Ernie was always happy, man. He always made, like, you never really saw the guy angry. He always brought you up. Like, he would always take the time and listen to what people, you know, ca you know cared about what people were building and, yep. you know, be pumped about it and pump you up about it and get everybody going. And, you know, it's like, and then there's a side of Ernie that not a lot of other people know that was awesome, too. Like, he was a great dad, a great husband. Like, mm -hmm. his family is amazing, you know, and, um. I continue to, you know, talk to his wife and, you know, um, had her over for dinner, you know, like it, it, they're my family, you know, with, without Ernie, you know, they're still my family. Like I, I've, I've grown that close to them over the years that they're just a part of my life. Yeah. And that says a lot for a homie. Like when you, you know, we've all lost people, some closer than others and whatnot. And it's been a rough year and a half for a lot of families and, I know Ernie always thought highly of you. Like I think of, you know, when we have you back on, I, I want to talk a lot about the stuff you've done, but like, you know, the Lincoln that, that you built, the Zephyr that, you know, had the Grand National Roadster um, show at 2016, it was out there. And, and then I even think of like, you were on the custom or the custom trucks mag cover with the C10 and then your S10, it was like, um, I want to say it was like November, 2010, it was on the cover uh, with the scallops, I think it was, and but he always yeah, he it was always actually on the front and the back cover, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And what I always thought is like Ernie, you know, he always highly 
thought, you know, he thought highly of you. Cause I remember talking to him at Greenville back in the day and he's like, man, he goes, Steve's building some crazy stuff, but like he saw the vision in you and like what you're saying is too, like he always hung with you on the builds too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, uh, um, I feel like he had more, uh, more confidence in me than I did at some point, <laughs> at some points, you yeah. know, but yeah, and, like and- he always had my back at the end. It's like, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I feel like he was my biggest fan and, you know, I was his at the same time. Yeah. And we, some, you, know, you know, I definitely I th- respected what he could do. Like, you know, he, he could, you know, he could walk a show and, you know, probably make, make half the people there's day just by sitting there and having some words with him. And, you know, he always took the time to have those words with him. You know, yeah. you couldn't walk anywhere around a show with the guy without getting stopped every 12 feet. Exactly. So, and and that's the cool thing that I think that, you know, his legacy it's odd because, you know, him and, and Courtney, you know, they were two different people. They led, you know, two different clubs for the most part, but they had the same love. You know, they had that energy. And when I see a lot of the videos that are being posted, you know, Ernie wasn't a guy that had to have an entourage, but he had the respect of his crew and everybody loved hanging around him. You know, they loved going to Vegas for a long weekend or going to a Raiders game or whatever. And, um, you know, I think, beyond the family side of it that I don't, that I wasn't close to, I saw a guy that so many people looked up to and they'd be willing to walk through a, a brick wall if they had to for that guy, man. So that's why, I mean, a tip of the cap for you as, as a big homie to him, you know, looking out for his family. Yeah. Well, and you know, it, and, and that too, it's like, you think about what he built. I look at, you know, um, m- the best friends that I have in my life and, you know, 80% of them are no regrets members. So, without Ernie, that doesn't exist. Exactly. And then, you know, I can, you know, at this point I can go, you know, so many places in this country, even, you know, other countries and pick up the phone or, you know, Hey, who do we have in this area as a member? And these people will open their homes up to you, man. They'll pick you up from the airport. They'll, they'll drive two hours to have dinner with you. Like, you know, these are, these are, this is a huge family more than a club, you know, it's, you know, of course it's about the trucks, but it's also about family. Yeah. hundred percent you know? because, you know, Ronnie says it a lot on C10 talk, you know, the trucks are cool, but the people are cooler. I think like that, that rings a bell in the mini truck scene because at the end of the day, we wouldn't have the trucks without the people. And if you're a, if you, if you're a down ass dude or chick, chica, then you're going to ha- usually have a down ass vehicle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, and you, you, if you want to take it as a, as this is your life and this is what you're going to do. I mean, you, you work hard to achieve that. And I mean, no one worked harder in achieving, you know, that goal of, you know, if you're running the club, like Ernie, like he always, he always had to have cool rides, you know, for everyone to look up to and he had to keep building and keeping things fresh and keeping people pumped and keeping people motivated. Like, I mean, I, I, like I said, again, I tip my hat to him on being able to run this for so long as well as he did and build it as big as he did and, you know, just keep it going. And, you know, right now everyone is, you know, obviously sad with his loss, but they're also motivated and probably more connected than ever to, uh, you know, to get out there and hit the shows and, you know, let people know we're out here and we're still going to be out here. Dude, that's like a mic drop right there, man. I, I, I swear, you know, I think his legacy will live on a long time. And, you know, we we appreciate you taking the time to talk about your dear friend. Um, I would encourage people to tap on the hashtag RIP Ernie Macias. 
and also look up low64ss, tap on that hashtag. Uh, Steve, dude, it's, you know, I know you're a busy guy. You've got a lot going on. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to be able to have you on soon uh, when we can link up. Um, I got a lot of respect for you. You know, you've done amazing things, but you know, at this point, I just want to say, you know, rest in peace to our friend and your real close friend. And, and thanks for everything you've done, uh, to all of his builds, you know, cause I, I know Ernie always appreciated that. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you doing this, uh, this whole episode to, to honor him as a tribute to him. And, um, the goal is as of now that the, uh, the Impala will be at SEMA. Yes. Um, it's actually getting upholstered right now and uh, it will be there. So I can't uh, wait to I'm, see it, brother. I'm taking it and I'm sure there'll be pictures of it and it'll be out there for everyone to enjoy and let his legacy live on. And, uh, you know, it's something that his family and his kids will have for a lifetime as a, as a memory of him, as a little token and a reminder of, of him, you know? Yeah, and and I would encourage everyone. Ernie was a great guy, and and you know when you're going through stressful things or whatnot, I mean life can always be more challenging. But you know I sometimes will think, what would Ernie do? You know, and people have told me like if people had a beef, he would just look at him and say, squash it. You know, get over it. You know, fix it. And uh, I would yeah. encourage people to do that. We've lost a lot of good people, including Ernie Macias, this past year and a half. And you know, life's too short. You know, bury the beefs, and uh, just, yeah, we've you know, had li- live life to the fullest. Yeah, uh, I'd also like to say, you know, um, we also lost two other members other than Ernie yes. this year, uh, Wally in Alabama and Big Mike in uh, Arkansas. And definitely uh, want to send prayers out to their families and uh, friends. And, you know, we're thinking of all of them and at least they're up there cruising together. You know, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good ones up there, you know, probably hanging out. Yeah. While we're down here being sad, you know. <laughs> I know, man. Well, thank you for saying that because we we did, um, you know, we did mention earlier in the podcast about Big Bike, and and I didn't I didn't realize about Wally. So I I appreciate you 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 know you you throwing that out there, and you know we always want to pay tribute to those, especially in the scene that is so tightly knitted. Whether you're in a particular club or not, you know, all these clubs we all get along and we slap hands at all the shows and. You know, someone coined that that saying a few years ago or several years ago, you know, thicker than a sticker. And I do think it's true. Although the clubs, like I'm in Severed, you know, we're a tight-knit family. You know, we got a lot of love for each other. So uh, on behalf of, of the Macias family uh, and, again, to all of his friends and colleagues, clubmates, uh, please accept our condolences and uh, stay stay low, cruising low. And we'll, uh, we'll talk soon, Steve. All right, man. We out you, Thanks y'all. Thanks for having me. And we're going to roll in now to audio from Ernie Macias from five years ago. You guys have a safe weekend. Yo, thank you so much to Brian. Thank you so much to Steve for taking the time to talk a little bit about our friend Ernie. Those guys were you know, way closer to Ernie than I was. But as we said earlier, much love and respect to the entire No Regrets uh, family, the entire club, and of course, Melissa and the boys. Now, I am going to uh, roll into the audio here with Ernie Macias. Again, this was from five years ago. You know it's early in the infancy of OLP because it was episode 21, and we had already at that point established about 13 months, almost 14 months into the podcasting. So at that time, we were only averaging about one a month, maybe you know a little bit over one a month on average, 
and you know now we're doing one a week for three straight years. So it kind of gives you a little bit of idea on how far we've came. Now, since we recorded earlier, uh, I did need to give a couple quick updates, and this is you know stuff that was sent to me custom. Car nerd had sent over that Adam Gates had passed away. And I'm getting this information. Uh, he he said that his son had called him to let him know. And it, it's ironic because if I look at his Instagram, it's Adam underscore Gates 79. On August 16th, he had posted RIP Ernie Macias. You know, or he, he posted rest in peace uh, Ernie Macias. And uh, I commented on it, RIP Ernie Macias. And from what I've been told, uh, and and I verified with Custom Car Nerd, and I said, "Hey, did this just happen? Like, you know, what's do, is there more information?" And of course, I'm not on Facebook as much, but he said it was recent. His son uh, called me yesterday, so that's literally like Wednesday this week. So, again, man, you know, hang out with the homies, do what you love. I mean, we say it all the time. I mean, we're not trying to make this podcast into just like a tribute podcast. It's just right now we're losing a lot of people that we love, a lot of people that we respect, uh, homies, local, you know, cats, you know, all of the above. So I would really just ask, you know, for everyone live life to the fullest because literally I consider myself a pretty healthy person, but you know, what's, you know, what's going to stop, you know, me from, um, something popping up, you know? So it's just crazy the world that we live in. So I wanted to mention that now, if there's someone else that we've recently lost in the scene, uh, please, uh, we're doing our best now to, to check all of the direct messages. I know that's an important thing, and I do have them linked now on Instagram and Facebook. So rest assured, every other day, or if not sooner, we'll go in there and at least you know like a comment. But if you have intel on someone that's passed away, uh, please, please, please share that with us. Now, the um, down-to-earth photography, we just had the homie on recently. He had posted, uh, rip another mini truck, uh, mini trucker, a uh, club brother gone, rip Adam. And I think that's who you know he's referring to, right? And this was uh, four days ago. So um, if you can, you know, anytime, like Custom Carner reached out. Uh, he's got a big following. But, you know, we, we want to make sure we pay tribute. And we're not just trying to pay tribute to those that, you know, are the bigger names in the scene. You know, everybody has an important role. Um, it's just sometimes I don't see it all because I'm not on Facebook as much. Again, thank you to Brian. Thank you to Steve uh, for coming on. Um, the last thing I'll say, man, I had a lot of motivation today on Thursday finalizing this episode. Uh, Eminem, uh, it's a Skyler Gray track, but, you know, Eminem on it, Mozzie, and uh, Polo G. And uh, they dropped their new uh, track from the Venom movie. Now, I've never even saw the first Venom movie, but I know the Venom song because that was on the Eminem album. But uh, Last One Standing, man, I can listen to this song over and over, whether I'm in the gym, I'm out riding the bike, playing some basketball, something. But it's just, it's a motivational uh, thing. So, uh, you know, for me, music moves me, gets me out of bed. If I'm tired, uh, it just gets me going. So, you know, whatever gets you going, you know, do what you love, get out there, live life to the fullest, you know, don't let it, you know, go by, um, without you enjoying it because as we've seen life can end in a, in a moment's notice. So, uh, thank you to everyone that continues to listen, subscribe and or follow to OLP, our lifestyle podcast. 
and with much love and respect, here is the audio untouched from five years ago. Uh, you'll hear kind of the intro song at the very beginning. I kind of clipped that out because I'm, I'm not using any copyrighted music anymore. And it rolls right in to the big homie. So much love and respect. We got you. Peace. Yo, 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 yo. So it's ODB. We're on our lifestyle of the podcast. You already know. And we're here none other with our guest for episode 21. It's Ernie Macias. We would love uh, to basically just welcome you to the podcast, Ernie. We appreciate your time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Now, Ernie, uh, we all know you're a triple OG in the mini truck automotive scene in general. Uh, I know and we all know that you really live for the scene and your actions speak for themselves. You know, your credentials, when I look at it, you know, you're the father of two sons, two boys. Uh, you know, you're a husband. You're the uh, No Regrets El Jefe, right, and founder. You're yeah. a full-time yeah. wor- worker, and that includes, like, travel. You're on the go right now. So, you know, you're tied to so many projects in the, in the automotive scene and, and really not just cars and trucks. We saw that you recently helped with the latest Low Live DVD. Uh, you know, you fly to shows all over to support your crew and No Regrets. You're building rides constantly, hitting shows, driving across the country. So my first question, Ernie, I know that was a long intro, but uh, what's a normal day in the life of Ernie Macias? <laughs> well, um, my life is, uh, like you said, is always on the go pretty complicated um i travel for work monday through friday most of the time and uh you know when i'm not traveling i'm with my family uh or spending time with the club um family comes first though always um but other than that it's just work 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 and you know and enjoy life that's pretty much it yeah that's really cool ernie and you know just to give you don't have to give a lot of detail but just a little bit of insight like you know when you know some of us you know i travel a little bit for work but when, you know, there's a lot of people that don't travel at all. So when you say like for your work, you know, can you just give us a little insight on what you do like for your everyday, uh, you know, paycheck? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I do inspections on foreclosed homes. And uh, right now, currently I do New Mexico, Arizona and Southern California. But, you know, sometimes I get to go cool places like New Orleans. Um, last week I was in Seattle, um, which, which are great opportunities to spend time with club members since we have members pretty much anywhere. But um, yeah, so I go into empty houses and sometimes I get, you know, chased by vagrants or sometimes I chase vagrants and it's actually pretty exciting work. Um, but not a lot of people understand it. Cause when you say, well, I go into foreclosed homes, um, they don't even really know what that means, but I'm sure everybody's seen that boarded up vacant house on the property. Well, I'm the guy that goes in to make sure, you know, no one's living in it, no kids are breaking the windows and, and stuff like that. I, I write work orders. Sometimes I deal with the city. Uh, just, you know, stuff like that. But it's, it is very interesting work. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, you know, we're going to mention this again later in the podcast, but make sure you're following. I know most of you guys already are following Ernie, but it's Mind of Macias, M-A-C-I-A-S on Instagram. He's actually posted a couple of like real spooky looking houses and stuff. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, these houses in the middle of nowhere, it's like, man, most of us in our right mind wouldn't go in there. But when you're making a living, man, you're doing what you got to do. So that's really cool, Ernie. It sounds like a cool gig. But the next question I had for you was, your latest project is an Impala. What was the driving force to build one of these American classic cars since, you know, you're you're traditionally tied to the trucks, right, and the Mitsubishis? We yeah. know that. But what was the driving force behind the, the mid-60s Impala? Well, um, you know, I've, I've been building classic cars 
as uh, far back as uh, maybe around 98. Um, you know, just like right out of high school, even when I was still in Forbidden Fantasy, my previous club, um, I built a 65 Wildcat. I started messing with, I, you know, I started with Volkswagens like most guys, but I've always had a passion for classic cars. Um, I just didn't know really where they fit into the mini truck scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to keep, you know, the two, the two things separate, but as most people can tell by what I build, it is mini truck influenced, which is why, um, my Impala is body dropped. Um, but then it still swings to the low rider side, you know, it's still on wire wheels. Um, but it's not low rider, like the traditional, like, you know, Dr. Dre 63 Impala with gold trim low rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more into the classic low riders from the 1970s and onto the early eighties. Um, and that's kind of the direction that I'm going with that car. But, but I've built several old cars, um, from like patina, you know, tail draggers to, you know, little hot rods, you know, whatever. But, I, but I've had, you know, pretty much one of everything. Yeah. And I've seen some of the Cadillacs. I almost forgot like years ago when you had posted some, I think there was a, was it a green one that ended up in Canada and you were like, Hey, this was my old Cadillac. And I was like, man, I totally almost forgot some of those early builds you had. I mean, like you said, you've yeah, had you know, your hands in a lot of different, uh, awesome, badass rides. Yeah. I've had, I've had a few, I've had a few Cadillacs, you know, people are, uh, known me, for Cadillacs, I you know I, I think I was up at the front of that, um, along with like Max Dish from Bio Customs. When I met him, he already had a laid out '61, and this mm-hmm. was probably um, 2000, early 2000, right in there, maybe you know. And so he was really, really ahead of the curve. But um, one of my first classics was a '69 Cadillac that mm-hmm. I bought for like 700 bucks. So yeah, I've had, I've had a few of those. And then the car that went to Canada was actually a '50 Chevy um, that I did oh, kind okay. of. Yeah, it was like 70 style, and that car is actually in severed ties now. A uh, real nice guy up there in Canada. Uh, he's you know he's changed it up, upgraded it, um, you know, brought in a new motor and stuff like that. Mine was done more like a traditional, um, like a bomb, like they would call it, or mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like a mix of the 70s lowrider again. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, I, a lot of Cadillacs, uh, a ton of them. I and I have had a few go overseas. I uh, my first 66 custom I did is in Australia, and my 53. Um, really nice Cadillac 50th anniversary. That one's in Sweden. Um, so yeah, that's quite a few cars. That's mind blowing, man. Yeah. It's really cool. And I'll tell you one thing I was blown away with is, you know, I met you, I mean, several, a lot of, a lot of different shows, but like at 2012 camp and drag, when I drove from Florida, I thought that was a long drive. Well, this year I knew (laughs) your Impala was kind of coming along and it was looking sick and you know, you're like, Hey man, I'm stoked about it. But I had no idea, man, I could have been the last in the world to know. You had that car trailered, you know, you and your crew and some of your buddies, right? You guys went all the way to Waveland, Indiana, and I was, like, blown away, dude, that you had it there. You you know, you took a lot of cool photos in front of the, the cornfields and stuff. That was badass, Ernie. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, um, I wasn't going to take it just because, you know, Camp and Drag is, you know, very much so a very traditional mini truck, truck run car show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, since it was new and it was bodied, I thought, you know, I thought it would be fun and exciting to take it. Cause I was going to take my Silverado. Um, originally I was going to drive the Silverado, uh-huh. but a couple of things um, led to me not being able to do that. And I'd already given my word that I would drive out there to my members. So uh, in order to stick to that, I, I wanted to take something and, and I did. Yeah. We drove a uh, handful of us from, from the West coast. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's really badass. And I, I was going to make a comment a moment ago when you mentioned Max, I finally got a chance to, to meet and talk to him at SEMA last year when, uh, you know, Brian at Forbin Fantasy, when he threw the little, 
you know, they're, they're kind of house party type deal. So I know you were there in the yeah. house as well, but yeah, Max, what a great guy, man. So the, but that leads to the next question. So Steve, I know is a good friend of yours and he's helped a lot on different uh, projects as far as I can tell. Uh, tell us, you know, about the big homie Steve and a little about what he does for the scene and kind of maybe some of your projects, you know, just a little high level. Yeah. Yeah. Actually it's funny you mentioned Steve because Steve was with me the first time we actually met you yes. at Showfest. Yes, um, I remember that. Like 2003, I think that was or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, Steve is kind of my partner in crime. We, we go way back. Um, me and him were the first two that really started um, hitting all the shows from, like, at least, you know, the West Coast at No Regrets, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we went to Indie Truck Bash, you know, I don't know RA, you know, you know the uh, Showfest, like, whatever. You know, we were hitting them. Um, and he was always with me and he worked at bio customs under max yep, and, you know, max that. took him under his wing. Yeah. And that, that's how he learned probably a lot of what he knows now about fabrication and stuff like that. Now, Steve was already pretty talented before that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's, um, I mean, the guy is exceptional. His fabricating skills are, are, you know, really up there. I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but I mean, the guy's been on TV, he works on Rick doors, um, personal cars i see that um yeah i mean just i mean we're talking about like 1.6 million dollar cars this guy's underneath there driving them around uh, towing them everywhere um just really knows the detail and just how to get in there and make those last finishing touches i mean he, he's a pro plus i mean everything he builds is bulletproof i just took my truck on its longest drive just uh, a couple of weeks ago to endless summer and it did not a problem i mean not not one issue drove great uh like i mean i had a passenger that had never been in it drove with me the 560 miles or whatever it was and he you know was saying just how amazing um it rides and i mean mm-hmm. steve's booked for a, over a year right now at his shop and i can see why i mean the, the man's got talent you know yep. he, he definitely knows how to build yeah. yeah and i still remember that show fest i mean he had his little mohawk deal going and he was actually <laughs> yeah. if you know it's funny because i think you said you're gonna have dinner with uh our friend Brian from Grinder TV, and when he came out, and you guys were at Showfest that year, I was talking to him. I was like, "Yeah, that Grinder magazine and whatnot." And he goes, "Oh man, I got this issue, and it's the issue. I think I posted photos recently of it on Instagram, but it's the issue. I think it's um, a No Regrets member that had the wire wheels on the full size Chevy. He's on yes. Instagram, and that was he gave me that issue, and I was like, "Oh man," because I didn't have that one. So yeah, Steve, man, what a good dude. Does a lot for the industry. But um, the next question, Ernie. I know that, you know, we know that you've spent some time in the print business working at Mini Truck and Magazine. I recall, you know, mm-hmm. reading something where you said, and this was afterwards, I think, when you were kind of just dabbling in some freelance photography, that you loved the hobby. However, you couldn't see yourself working per se in it daily. You know, and you kind of alluded and said you'd rather hit a show and enjoy it, you, you know, enjoy yourself with your friends and, you know, maybe shoot some coverage. What was it like during your time at Mini Truck and Magazine? Um, well, you know, uh, good question. Uh, my, my years at mini trucking were exceptional. I mean, I had a, I had a great boss with Mike Alexander, you know, I mean, he was my friend first, mm-hmm. you know, and it, honestly, it was never like I worked for the guy, you know, it was yeah. always a, a partnership. Um, I got to do a lot of the things the way I wanted to do them. Um, I have a very unique writing style where I, I write the way I talk, mm-hmm. which is not really professional, <laughs> but Mike was cool with that. Um, you know, he let me have my column and just kind of, you know, write the things I wanted to and say the things I wanted to. Sometimes they might've been controversial. Like when I talked about drag blocks and, you know, other stuff like that or toe balls actually. Um, but you know, it was, it was a lot of fun, but would I want to do it again? No, absolutely not. It just, 
when you work and you know in the industry it kind of takes away from it just like i love to take photography first then i started doing it professionally and then now i don't take photos anymore <laughs> i sold my camera gear you know i just it just kind of drains it out of you when a photo shoot becomes work when you're, you'd rather be with your friends at the show and hanging out the after hours but you got to go shoot these twilight hour photos it's not for me you know i mean it's there's people in the industry like john o'neill who are just superb at what they do and mm -hmm. the man was born for it i definitely applaud him because it just it's, it wasn't what i was meant to do i mean i i even stopped doing my blog because i just i didn't want to take photos anymore i wanted to enjoy it and be in the moment versus out there recording the moment yeah yeah and that's a good i i think you you said it really well and there was a guy that i watch you know he has a show dj ski and he's a younger guy you know he's coming up in the music industry and he kind of had a similar uh, his like weekly blog that he does like a video type thing. And he was saying like all these people that go to concerts, like, you know, everybody has their phone up in front of them and they're recording it. But it's like, he's like, sometimes, you know, I just want the person just to take the, the phone down and put it down and just look and absorb what you're, you know, what you're there and, you know, seeing, and that's kind of what you're mentioning. It's like, look, instead of out there, you know, working every event, and I know because I, I love to take photos, but it's like, man, sometimes, man, I'm just exhausted. And it's like, okay, you know, the whole day is gone, and especially at these shows where they're outdoors. You already know, man, it's freaking sweltering. So, <laughs> Oh, especially out where you're at. Yeah, it's worse over there. Texas Heat Wave, no thank you. Yeah, I, I yeah. won't be, you know, I'll be going back there. That yeah. name, you know, I mean, I just, I'm a California guy. You know, we got 80-degree weather on the beach. I can't handle 120 in humidity. You know, so I, I don't understand that. Yeah, you got that Santa Ana like Warren G was talking about back in the day, you know. Oh, so, that's right. I know, right? <laughs> so um, the next question, Ernie, is no regrets. How did the club come about? You know, like what was your focus and mindset back in those days? And, you know, why did you create your own club? Um, you know, um, why I started No Regrets, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty long, complicated story. <laughs> uh, I'll give you the, the, the basic uh, in a nutshell. Okay. Um, you know, it just, uh, I had a vision for what I wanted my previous club to be. And the president at the time had a different vision, you know, and it wasn't a bad vision. He just, they, they were running things a little differently than, than I would have wanted to. Um, and, you know, things happened where I went my own way. And at the time I thought I was going to join um, one of the other local big clubs. Mm -hmm. um, and then that kind of didn't work out. Uh, I went to a couple of their meetings. I saw the way they did things. And uh, I didn't I didn't like or, or agree with some of the things they did. So I decided that along with me and a couple of my friends, we would just kind of start our own thing. Mm -hmm. And that's when uh, it was uh, June of 2000. We started No Regrets. And basically what I did is I didn't reinvent the wheel. I just took bits and pieces from other car clubs of things that I liked. And that's how No Regrets was formed. And I think that's why we had such a good formula, because I like to think of No Regrets as the big, small club. Um, we were born in 2000. And if you think about 2000, that was really when the decline of mini trucking was happening. Um, you know, by then the scene was already starting to degenerate. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like it's, mm -hmm. shows were disappearing. The truck runs were gone. You know, we just about had the last, uh, you know, spring. We already had the last spring splash on the West Coast. We already had the last analyst. Like, you know, everything was just kind of going away. Mm -hmm. But then here sprouts this new club that's very dedicated to the scene. Um, and we grew, you know, big, but not fat, but not even really big. A lot of people think we're big because we have so many chapters, but the reality is no regrets only has like sometimes three or four members in a chapter, right. sometimes less, um, which I like, but, um, 
but still, you know, we, we, here we, you know, it's like Tupac wrote a song about a rose growing from the crack. Not that I'm being that inspirational here, but no regrets was kind of like that where we grew, you know, among, amongst, you know, the dying scene, you know, and I, I am a believer that the scene was dying and I, I'm glad it's still here. You know, it's holding on, but it is, there's still a lot of very dedicated people. Um, but as far as, you know, why we started no regrets, uh, I just felt like it's what I needed to do. Um, I've always kind of been uh, more of a chief than an Indian, uh-huh. to put it, you know. Yep. Um, I kind of just take over things. It's kind of I don't know if it's a downfall or it's good. You know, it's one of those <laughs> one of those things. I like but I I needed to be in charge of something, I guess. Um, but it worked out. You know, I had the right people around me, and timing was right. And right at that moment, you know, I met Low Life Mike, and obviously, I mean, I'm not gonna not try to lie or nothing like that being on the road and getting the publicity that that i did and my club did through low light video helped grow no regrets into what it is today um you know so obviously it was a lot of publicity but um but yeah i mean that, yeah. that's kind of the in a nutshell uh you know there, there's more to it i mean we yeah. can talk about it over a, a a drink one day at the bar yeah yeah <laughs> i'll give them the rundown but <laughs> yeah no it's all you know. good and i've talked to low life mikey i've met him a few times and i know you've spent a lot of time with him and you know i um we reached out to him recently and and i and i gave him props and we posted up the image you know i know when when whether it's brian at grinder or it's low life mikey when they're doing one of those dvd projects you know obviously it takes a long time and there was a joke i think you threw out in the last one where you're like yeah this will be out like in such and such year but it's cool that yeah you know all these years he's been able to prevail and 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 keep going and, and we saw your name as i mentioned earlier as like i think the executive producer of it so it's great man that uh that you guys are still friends and you guys still travel when you can and and kind of you know throw back some brews here and there you know yeah so, absolutely so cool stuff uh the next thing i want to ask you about ernie was the west coast influence so talking about dvds we saw you mm-hmm. in that mini trucking related kind of film DVD talking about the scene that we all enjoy. What was it like to be selected to be a part of that really killer project? Wow. Yeah. You know, um, blew my mind. Um, you know, I was the youngest guy that was uh, interviewed for that. Uh, I was kind of like the newer generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to put a little bit of my input in there. Uh, I was blown away. I, you know, I thought, I thought they did a, a great job. Um, you know, they, uh, they definitely touched on a lot of key points and brought a lot of history into it. And so people could really understand a lot of how things were, you know, and mm-hmm. the trucks and where we came from, you know, I, I mean, I was a history major in school, so and I like learning about the past and, and just knowing those things. Um, you know, I, I kind of talked a little bit about it in, in that DVD, but I, I grew up in, in Los Angeles, which is, was kind of not where a lot of those other guys were from. So I got to see a different perspective where we had, you know, I had a lot of the low rider mini trucks. I didn't have the, uh, ground effects with splash paint. You know, I didn't have that mm-hmm. in my area. Mm-hmm. I had more, um, you know, the, the, the KMC sticky outies with the dancing beds and shells and Chrome rocker panels. Like that was more what <laughs> yep. my influence came from. Um, so it was, you know, it was, it was definitely interesting, man, for me to be a part of that. And, uh, um, to see the video be as successful as it was, um, yeah, I was I was definitely stoked, man. Very honored to be a part of that. Yeah, really kick ass, dude. Well, um, the the next uh, question I have is: Is there one project that you wish you had? You know, number one, not sold, or you know, number two, finished. Uh, you know, so like for instance, I, I know there's a few, uh, not many out there that you didn't finish. But like, is there one that maybe you wish you hadn't sold, or one that you had wished that you finished? You know. Um... The only the only one that I really ever 
got away that I probably shouldn't have sold. And it's real close to me. My buddy has it. There's a 66 Coupe de Ville that I built only because I stocked that car with <laughs> the original owners for like three years. Wow. Uh, convinced them to sell it to me after going to their house like every two months, <laughs> like super committed to the to getting that car. And then I, you know, it was just super clean. It was a great driver, a lot of miles on it. And I sold it and I kind of wish I hadn't sold it. That, uh-huh. that was like the only thing I've ever built that my dad likes. Uh, my dad doesn't like anything I've ever built, but he really liked <laughs> that car. Um, so I, I kind of wish, you know, I would have kept that as far as a, like a real serious project. There's only one big project that I ever started that I didn't finish. It was, a, it was a little Mitsubishi Mighty Max called Bring It On. It was basically supposed to be the truck that I was bringing out to like destroy the competition. Uh-huh. Cause I don't build cars for trophies. Right. I've always built what I like and I build it to drive it. I build it for the street. So, you know, I paint my frames black usually and I, and I still throw some chrome and, you know, and powder coat stuff like that, but I build stuff that's going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I mean, this little Mitsu that I was building at bio customs, I mean, it was going to have a two gallon fuel cell in the firewall. I mean, it was right. gonna, pretty useless Crazy. really. Yeah. Yeah. The, the license plates for it were trailer queen. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was going to have an eclipse turbo, uh, turbo motor on it. It had a independent rear suspension on the rear with Porsche axles. I mean, it was a ridiculous truck. I was in it a lot of money and, and I was building it right when the economy crashed. Uh-huh. And um, I ended up selling it to finish the little brown Mitsu that I did that a lot of people know that one that was called stock truck. Oh, yeah. Or was stock. Which was... So yeah. <laughs> I sold it to finish that truck. And that, you know, that, that other truck, bring it on. It's still around. A couple, uh, One of my members owned it. It's in Louisiana. But I just, I mean, I've seen it. I just, I don't think I would have it in me to finish it at this point just because of the astronomical amount of money it would yeah, take yeah. to finish it. Um, it just doesn't make sense anymore. So I don't know that I, re- I can't even say regret. That's the wrong word for me. Yeah, right. But yeah. I don't know that I wish I had kept it. I don't really think so, but that really is the only one that got away that I could have finished, but I honestly, it was probably for the best. Yeah. I hear you. On Sometimes that. you got to walk away. Yeah, no, I hear you. That's in you're a smart man for that. Well, this one you can answer with a quick, uh, a quick answer. That's no problem. But you know, there's a hypothetical here. If you could change one thing, for the po- uh, for the positive about the industry as a whole, automotive or mini truck, uh, you know, specific, you know, what would that be, Ernie? Oh man, I'd bring back Street Source. Remember Street Source? Wow, oh, yeah, that, that was, was my good... next question, man. I like that. <laughs> that was really good for the scene, you know, where um, we had our own Facebook, you know, because um, everybody knows how I feel about social media. I mean, uh, I'm, I use it. So people might be like, Oh, this guy is too safe forever, but <laughs> I do use social media. And I, you know, it's a means to communicate, um, get a message out, but, um, nothing will ever top what street source was doing for the mini truck scene, especially around, you know, the, you know, early two thousands in there. Um, I mean, it was great because before that we had the mini truck mailing list. And if you were on the mini truck mailing list on Yahoo, I mean, that's old school right <laughs> yeah, there. But, yeah. you know, Street Source was it, man. I mean, you, you had your club on there, your trucks, your builds, the forums, the chat room. I mean, you couldn't you could top that. And it was mini trucker owned, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if there was one thing I could change or bring back, it would be that because it was just our own online community. And uh, I miss it. You know, I thought it was great. Yeah, that's badass. I had no idea you were going to say that. And wasn't it Chris Chris Bloom that owned it? Or he, that yeah, he, he there was two with guys, it? Chris and uh, I don't remember the other guy's name, Jared or something like that. But yeah, yeah they were yeah. from uh, Idaho. Yeah, 
yeah, I remember when they first put games up there, and they're like, man, you're going to get points. I mean, they were kind of visionaries because now, like, when you <laughs> oh, think yeah. about playing on your phone, there's a game, and, you know, these people are feeding their animals and stuff. It's just crazy. But, oh, yeah, yeah they, they definitely were ahead there. But, um, you know, really to kind of wrap up the interview, man, because we know your time is definitely precious, man. Like, everybody's out there. You're hustling. But, you know, really one thing I wanted to say is, like, I've never really seen you. I, I You know, every time I've been around you, I've never seen you in a bad mood. You know, Ernie, you know, I think of you genuinely as an upbeat person. You know, what drives you to be positive and just really keep plugging away every day, man? You know, um, I think I, I've i just kind of always thought about, you know, being positive. Um, I mean, I've, I've had my, my fair share of bad moments, you know, at car shows. But um, I, I want to keep this scene going. Uh, I want to keep it alive. I, I try to show up as much as I can uh, to set an example for my club members um, you know, I try to build a truck to really set a standard for my club members and and uh, and really for the scene to kind of, you know, just be out there and just being there always makes me happy. I mean, I'd rather be at a car show than working any day of the week, mm-hmm. you know, and then just being around my friends, uh, especially like when I go out of state, it's not just about seeing no regrets. It's about seeing my extended family, you know, people from other car clubs, um, mm-hmm. no matter what club it is, because for me, it's never just about what's on your the back of your shirt or you know, the back of your truck, it's the people that are associated with the scene. And I love that, you know, I'm always in that moment where I'm just happy to be, I I guess I just get excited, man. It's, you know, it's, I love it. I love seeing new builds and new trucks and meeting new people, uh, babies with mini trucker shirts from KIK. (laughs) I just love that. (laughs) Yeah. And that's cool. And that's cool that you can say it like that too. Cause you know, a lot of people are like, Oh man, they're, you know, they're too cool to say something like that. But you know, it means a lot to be able to say, look, man, you're out there, you're repping the scene. And, you know, you're exactly. just enjoying it, dude, and you're just chilling. So, you know, really to kind of wrap it up, man, from mini trucks to Chevys to Cadillacs to everything low, Ernie really has nearly seen and done it all in, in a short, uh, you know, lifespan here he's got so far, right? Because Ernie's still 21. So, um, you know, he's <laughs> he's a staple in the scene. We enjoy uh, you know, his presence at shows and, and what his club brings, he really kind of continues to contribute in a positive way. So, Ernie, you know, we appreciate everything that you've done for the scene and everything that you continue to do to contribute towards towards it. But uh, before I give out your Instagram information here, including the, the club page, you have any last parting words or anything that you'd like to share with the listeners? You know, um, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on here. It's a, it's a great – it's a great uh... – Thing you're doing here and uh, car- carrying on the torch uh, of just our, our scene, our lifestyle. You know, all I can say is, is get out there and support the shows, um, support your small town shows and cruise nights, because that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Every show started as an idea, probably at a, at a McDonald's table. Right. And, you know, the Forbidden Fantasy show, one of the biggest shows on the West Coast, started as a small idea at a cruise night. I think we were doing like car washes and stuff and, and look what it has become. You know what I mean? I remember the first year I went to camp and drag, it was small, mm-hmm. but if you don't support the shows, they're going to go away. Um, so get out there. Don't just hit the big stuff, you know, make it, make it your, you know, your plans to get out there, hit the small events and let the children see your trucks and, we got to grow a future generation or else we're going to disappear, you know? Um, so yeah, just get out there, you know, let kids hit switches and stuff like that, (laughs) whatever it takes, man. Let's, let's, uh, let's bring them over to the dark side. 
Dude, man, that's like a mic drop right there. Well, listen, we gave out Ernie's information earlier. If you're not already following Ernie, man, you are sleeping. So it's at Mind of Macias, M-A-C-I-A-S on Instagram. But also check out No Regrets. They have their official Instagram page. It's No Regrets CC for Car Club. You can also check that hashtag, No Regrets CC. Ernie, man, it's always a pleasure, dude. Uh, as I tell you all the time, man, we got nothing but you know respect for you guys on the West and and what you guys bring for the scene. So, man, hey, thank you so much, and and hey, safe travels on this week's uh, trips, man. These this week's journeys. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Wow, it's not easy listening to that, you know, knowing that Ernie's no longer with us, but we certainly appreciated his time back then. And I want to close the podcast and just let everyone know that if you're listening to this on day one, August, or excuse me, October 1st, note that Mini Truckin' Nats, also known as Southeast Mini Nats, they are going to begin their uh, new process today on October 1st. So 10-1-2021, they have a new process. You can go on Instagram, Mini Truckin' Nats and ATS all together. Uh, please note that they basically are going to have everyone go to their website, minitruckandnats.com. There's going to be a tab on the top of the screen. Click on it, fill out the form, attach a couple of photos, and you're done. One form per vehicle, two vehicles, two forms, so on and so forth. Once your form and vehicle go through the process, you'll receive an email and a link to pay for the ticket. This process will take us a while. Be patient. Don't send messages asking if uh, you've got in. You will receive an email one way or another. So go out there and check them out. Uh, again, this is based upon a lot of feedback. I mean, they sold out in you know from four to six minutes last year. Seven hundred tickets. Minis on the rise, of course. But we're looking forward to seeing everyone out there in Maggie Valley next year. Uh, the artwork is out. I've talked about it. Mini Nats. Uh, April 22nd through the 24th of 2022. So such an amazing show, amazing artwork, amazing people, Jason Bell, and uh, the whole cast of characters. Rest in peace, Ernie Macias. Please continue to tag those photos. RIP Ernie Macias. Check out the blog, as Brian said earlier. There's a lot of old uh, gems and gold out there. And much love, as we've said, to the Macias family. ODB, we at you. Be safe this weekend. Thank you.